Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. We recently joined as a member and you can too. Apply today to become a member and immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at P-O-D-G-O dot C-O. Don't forget to add the two-on-one podcast in the how did you hear about Podgo section of your application. Now get ready for the rest of the episode. Guys, we're back. Back. What's up, guys? How are you? Good. Great. That's it. Good, great. Fantastic. <laughs> yes. Hopefully the fourth person gives us a bit more spunk. Mike, you're back. How are you, buddy? What's up, man? I'm fired up. I'm happy to be here. Happy to have sports back. Mm-hmm. Finally. Uh, yeah, it does. It, 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 did anyone else, when it was all of a sudden within a spark of seven days, fan of seven dates, like baseball, hockey, everything just comes back. Did anyone feel like it was kind of out of nowhere or are you guys just counting down the seconds? I've been waiting. Yeah. It's like momentum. Uh, it's like a lot to take in, I think, within a week. Yeah, I mean, like a couple of days ago, I was sitting here. I was sitting on my balcony watch, eating, eating some pad thai. Or actually, was it sushi? Yeah, it was sushi. And watching the Raptors and the Jays on two different screens. And I'm just like, this this doesn't feel right. It doesn't feel real. But It's a fantasy. Yeah. Whenever... Whenever we start feeling normal again, you know, it's always a great feeling. Whenever. Um, guys, I think we have to start with the biggest news in hockey this week. Dive on in with the Seattle Krakens, the 32nd NHL franchise. Their name, their logos, their jerseys have all been finally announced. Let's get first thoughts, guys. We'll start with the name itself. Dan, starting with you. I love it. I think I, I love it. You know, we've been talking about it for so long. You know, I was kind of disappointed they didn't use your picture, though, Adam, for the logo. I know, right? Yeah. That was a bit of a letdown. But, yeah, I'm not going to lie. I love the jerseys. Love the pic- I love the, uh, the media that's going on around it. Uh, I love their Twitter already. They're, like, oh, my gosh. They're bad. They're out. Their Twitter bio is really good. Like, now yeah. the name and that, we're going to find a way to, like, to select all your favorite players. Um, Mike, what about you? We, we were being a bit positive here. I think you, you didn't like the name itself, didn't you? I mean, I, was, I didn't love the name. I know it was going to happen. Like, I was just expecting it. Like, everybody, like, for the last little while, it's just like, Seattle Kraken, Seattle Kraken, Seattle Kraken. Interestingly enough, for the last little bit, too, before leading up to it, people were like, it's going to be the Seattle Sock Eyes. And I'm like, that just doesn't sound intimidating. No. Like, that's literally like calling them, like, the Montreal Canadiens. Just not intimidating. Oh, I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> I mean, you know, win a playoff round, think I'm talking. But, uh, but, but other than that, sorry, I'm just, yeah, it's just – I mean, I'm, ex- I'm excited to watch the, the Seattle the Seattle Kraken with the, the Krakens in the crack house. Let's exactly. go Jeff Bezos, Climate Pledge Arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex, and then what about you? And the, you know, talk a bit about the logo. The main one is it's actually quite simple. It's an S that looks like a tentacle, and then there's a bit of red to look like the eye of the crack. I don't Alex hates it. What? No, I don't hate Alex it. hates it. Probably. Um, no, I found a picture. Uh, the letter, the S, looks exactly like the S of a vodka the company. Superman logo. <clears throat> oh, I didn't think about the Superman logo. It I does look like the Superman logo. 
I didn't think about that. But it looks um, like the fancy S everyone drew in high school. Oh yeah, yeah with the lines. Logo. Yeah. Yeah, but it it looks. Uh, I don't have the tweet. Damn it. But it looks like the S of a vodka company. It's not, it seems like everyone's just finding pictures of things it looks like. They're trying yeah. to find the sponsors. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I yeah. have it. I've just put it on the screen uh, on the video portion. If you want to check that out, come on YouTube for it. I, I don't mind. Go, go I don't ahead. Mind. There's also the, the anchor. That's yeah, pretty yeah. nasty. And then just the name itself in I, like Seattle. I think it was just from Adam's picture, but I, I, I was kind of surprised with the, the, the navy. I thought it was going to be like that bright green. You kept coloring everything in. Yeah. I think that was my expectation. Well, I, I, I forgot who saw it. I thought I had the tweet up here. But apparently, oh, no, this is from Jeff Merrick. Oakview Group CEO Tim Liewicki just said on Hockey Central at noon that there will be a third and fourth Seattle jersey at some point that honors the history of the Seattle uh, Metropolitan. Yeah. So we're probably gonna get that bright green jersey, but like the color scheme itself, I think like looking at their jerseys, you their home ones, it reminds me almost of the Sherbrooke Phoenix in the queue. That kind of like color scheme, but there's a bit more of like that that like tealish kind of color. I think it looks honestly. I'm such a big. This is one of my favorite jerseys in sports now. I'm well, such a big. Back to teal. I'm a mm-hmm. fan of. I'm a fan of the jerseys for sure. I just think the name could be. Actually, you know what? What else do they have in Seattle? The name, and never mind. Fast Watch, America. Yeah. The Seattle Washingtons. Man, if they had uh, gone with that, I don't know. Like, which one? The Washington? Yeah. Seattle Washingtons. Yeah. Seattle Northeasterns. No, uh, I saw uh, someone tweet, um, and I can't remember his name, but he was like, "Move over, Toronto Raptors. We found the new worst name in." Uh, no, oh. in his, I'm like, man, shut up! It's been like 25 years. Leave the Raptors alone. Like, there's teams with, no. who whose names that end like they're about socks. Yeah, <laughs> what the hell? Get out of here, Brooklyn I think Nets. The Raptors, pretty cool. It's a yeah. Raptor. Yeah, he's probably he's probably 500 years old. That's why he's not used to it. He just mm-hmm. likes the socks. Yeah. If they, by the way, or if Philadelphia Phillies, no, real original. Is- <laughs> so original. The Minnesota Wild. Everyone thinks it's a big cat when it's really a bear. You always okay, if, if you, no no. If you don't know that's a bear, then like, what are you doing? Well, first of all, so I'd, have to pay, I'd have to pay attention to Minnesota. No, just you just gotta look, look at the logo. It doesn't look like a bear. It doesn't it look like, like a cat though. I it don't looks think like it a looks big like... cat. Like I could look at that and think like that's a mountain lion or something. No, I don't know. I, I, I see it as a. I saw it as a bear immediately. Really? Yeah. When I was a kid, I thought it was like wild. So like you got the bear, you got the trees, you got everything, you got the sky. So it's like that's the wild. Am I? Nice. I'm seriously the only one who didn't get the logo. I'm feeling yes. ashamed now. Yes. I feel really ashamed. Uh, <laughs> that's, okay. that's okay. Guys, I think before it's very hard for me when you say bear. I want to start talking about Red Dead Redemption too because I've been grinding it out over the past few weeks, but um. We'll, we'll go to some non-hockey news, though, because there's some pretty big stuff going on. Iron Mike Tyson is coming back, lads. The boxing legend oh, yeah. returned for an eight-round exhibition match against Roy Jones Jr. You think so? Before. Think he's broke? I wonder how – well, why the hell would he be coming back and, like, putting himself such into such great shape after he was, like, fat I know, like, the last yeah. few years? It's like a when, weird one. Like it seems like, like when he was, was in the Hangover, he was not in good shape. But he got a punch shot. Yeah, he still, had, he still had the punch. Yeah, 
it's weird because he's doing like a bunch of different things. I know he's starting uh, some cannabis uh, thing in like California or Nevada. It's like to think he's broke. Yo, man, watching watching the videos of training just mm-hmm. just the stuff of what nightmares are made of. Oh man, is it, is it Mike scared. Tyson who also like does pigeon like races pigeons or whatever? What on earth? What? That's the first time I've heard that. that. Yeah. Yeah. What? Daniel, right? Maybe Say, he like he like you know how like some people are like they spend lots of money on like horses and that. Like the thing in Red Dead, like expensive thoroughbreds. Does he have, like have to you know feel that craving to race? You them? are not kidding, unfortunately. I yeah, I know I'm not. I know, I know he has not. I know God. he has tigers. I did not know about the pigeons. I yeah, know about he, the tiger. He race he's a pigeon racer, apparently. No way. That's like hilarious. Tyson. Bites people's ears off. Yeah. Racist pigeons. Yeah. And is probably broke. Is what I'm taking away from this episode. Either way, you know what? That, that I'm I'm kind of excited to see Mike Tyson fight, but. Oh, people are gonna the buys are gonna be like. Oh yeah. Is it? Do you know who's fighting just before Mike Tyson? Like you Nate Robinson. Jake Paul and Nate Robinson. Oh my God! I hope yeah. Jake Paul gets folded. I hate that guy. I don't get why they're doing this to them. It's so NBA man. slam dunk champion Nate Robinson. I don't I know it. why they're doing this to themselves. First, I think it was his brother, like this YouTube fighting. Like, get over yourselves. Logan and Jake, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm Team KSI. I'm not Team Deji. I hate Deji, but I love KSI. <laughs> I don't get why they're doing this to themselves, man. Alex, I don't get why you brought YouTube drama onto the show. I don't know either. I'm feeling like I'm back in high school watching Drama Alert now. Don't do this to me. Um, but continuing on the whole note of the fact of you know, getting away from, from hockey for a little bit. Um, guys, strike one, Pittsburgh out. Strike two, Baltimore. But instead of strike three, you're out. The Blue Jays got the Ross deal of them all, and they have to play in Buffalo. It's rough, guys. I really yeah. didn't think they were going to have a home for a bit there because it wasn't looking good. Yeah, I thought they were going to be a 60-game road team, but they got to play at home some series like be the home team mm-hmm. I, it's so confusing i don't understand how the mlb sits there and just lets this happen and say you know what we're gonna start the season you just don't have a home yet yeah like buffalo buffalo had a like they always had buffalo as an option it's just they're major leaguers they're a little too uh too bougie to use the triple a Triple A clubhouse. No, no, no. Like that's legit. Like they yeah. definitely did not want to use Triple A clubhouse for a major league team. They also didn't want to be in Buffalo. Let's just all be honest. Yeah, I know. You didn't want to be in the armpit of America. <laughs> I think that's probably Mike's catchphrase on the show: "Is the armpit of America that is Buffalo?" Yeah, I say that a lot. Or I say New Jersey because I hate New Jersey. Oh. Man, you know I can't stand about anyone from New Jersey because you can't have a conversation with them for more than ten minutes before they point out how bad Jersey is. It is, it's like flipping a record. It's it's I hate it so much. Even with like, call like comedians from New Jersey, like, it's the same that every goddamn time. <laughs> did you guys watch the Jays' first game against Tampa? No. I did. Yeah, yeah fun. Yeah, well, Daniel, you're you're the big baseball guy of, of the four of us. How'd you enjoy it? How ah. did you look in his first game? It's okay. It lasted like four point two innings, three earned runs, so he didn't really get the quality start. But you know, it's something that you know these guys kind of like 
been not really bumming around, but they didn't really play for a while, so it was pretty solid. It was a fun game. They almost lost the lead. I, I saw Adam Wilde's tweet about a Toronto team nearly blowing. Of course they did. They yeah. yeah, of course. But hey, uh, Toronto blowing leads. Um, we'll, we'll talk about the Leafs a little later. Preview their exhibition oh, yeah. versus the Canadians on the twenty eighth. That'll be that'll be fun discussion. Three mm-hmm. Leafs fans and Habs fans. How will I? Oh, we're myself? counting Daniel as the Leafs fan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we're working for today. We will. We're we're going to talk about the Ducks. <laughs> What's my birthday, my birthday present is that the Leafs are going to deliver me a dub on the mm-hmm. exhibition game. Yeah, listeners, tweet Mike on the twenty eighth. This is birthday, and then make fun of him when they lose. The Leafs, I mean, fingers crossed. I'm going to keep digging this hole, or what? Mary, Mary, where? Like May. Another another Leafs news is that not long ago, I don't know if you guys got the the tweets, but Eddie Shack passed away today. Yeah, I saw yeah. him early this morning. Rest in peace, legend. Yeah. Do you guys want to? Do any of you guys want to just quickly say a, a word on Eddie Shack? Clearly, one of the most beloved players. I, like I, I, I you should, that's a good thing you brought it up there, Mike. Yeah. I, it broke like right before we started going on. I saw Merrick Dangle and that we're saying so. Uh, it broke like two hours ago. Yeah. Um. No, Eddie Shack was a legend. Everybody, everybody that knew about who Eddie, Eddie, Eddie Shack was Shack Attack. He. He was a three-time All-Star, like four-time Cup champ back when we used to do those things. But, um, yeah, no, he was just a beloved player. and He's just a legend. Um, you know, it's it's unfortunate. So, uh, rest in peace to a Leafs legend for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's always nice to actually talk about a real Leafs legend, by the way, and not the joke that is Leafs legend, stuff like Peter Holland and that. Because the Leafs really are like David Clarkson. Yeah, David Clarkson. We really Thomas do Buchanan. forget that they have some spectacular <laughs> legends. You know, Johnny Bauer obviously last year. What? What are you guys laughing about? David you can't Clarkson? say this again. You can't, can't say that. Alex, you can't, you, you're not allowed to say that on the uh, show anymore. I, 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 I <laughs> say, it, say it again. Say it again. You say, say it again. Thomas You can get <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Right, we'll, we'll just keep going there. But Alex, wait, another know? thing: Eddie Shaq could rock a cowboy hat. Yeah, yeah, no questions. Like modern, he looked, like he looked like a killer with the cowboy hat on. So modern rest. day John Marshall, love. This. Yeah, yeah, he he was. Yeah, he when he wore his 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 cowboy hats, he looked like he looked sick. I loved it. Um. Alex, earlier, while you were making your, your Blacanics joke, we'll go back to hockey. You want to talk about the CHL a bit? Maybe oh, yeah. Bit. Uh, so I, I got it yesterday that uh, the CHL is going to ask the federal government for some money. Um, or they're hiring, they're going to, the quote, it says, uh, the Canadian Hockey League has hired lobbyists in Ottawa to discuss government funding amid concerns some franchises could be forced out of business. Uh-oh. And it was, it's an, I just was curious what you guys thought about it because I know the CFL uh, did the same thing a couple of months ago and I don't think they ended up getting the money anyways, right? They didn't get the money. Could I don't not think so. Think. I don't think so. Yeah, but not sure. what do you guys think about this? Like, in terms of you know, it's pretty much the exact same reasoning. Does should the CHL get money? Well, you know, 
if you'll let guys allow me to take this first. Um, listen, I love the CHL. Who doesn't love the CHL? And if they need the support, um, for I, everyone needs support right now. We all know that. But, man, if it is to save those teams, like, of course I want them to get them. Like you, you need like that. Like they're already going to be. We don't know when fans are going to be in the arena, and that's. I mean, you already know how big big that is for the NHL. It's going to be the same for any sort of hockey league. Like, I mean, even the, the the NBA relies heavily on gay. We found out this year. So it it is. I joked before, but really, it's it's such a. We already saw problems with the ECHL and them paying players their benefits yeah. and that, and now we're seeing it in the CHL. Not of course different circumstance, but. I really hope it works out. Is all really all I can say there. I, I could see it work. I don't know if the government. Like I think if you look at what how they handled the CFL, I, I'd find it hard if they get, if they don't give the CFL money. I can't see them giving the CHL money. I, I just think they're going to end up with less teams. I think that what because um, Merrick was talking about Thirty One Thoughts a couple weeks ago, and there, he was talking about like we could completely see we could see a completely different CHL system. Like right now we have the OHL, the WHL and the Q. When we come out of this pandemic, <clears throat> assuming that we're not, they're not starting up in October, we could see a completely different uh, type of CHL. <clears throat> oh, we lost. I, I think the important thing to note here is that the CHL is not purely, but it is disclosed that it's an 85% gay-driven league. 85% of their revenue comes from ticket sales. And another thing, too, is that CHL teams aren't owned like, you know, it's not a billionaire's club like other sports franchises. So, like, it's it's a lot more difficult to, to have control on this. Like, for example, it's – I think I read somewhere that the Kitchener Rangers have, like, 4,500 community members – that own them. Yeah. So, and then like on top of that, you have travel. Like, are they, like, there's no hub city, obviously. So it's not like you're going to like, and the borders closed. Um, right. If you have small markets, like I think the least valuable, the least valuable franchise, don't quote me on this. I think is, um, the swift current Broncos out in the West. But then you have like, you have like, like it, it's different. Like you have, you don't have that much parity and, in the small markets where you have teams like um, like uh, Valdor or or even something like I, I don't know like Swift Current before they're not anything like um, you know something say like like Ottawa or, or the Vancouver Giants so it ain't easy right Daniel anything to say on the matter. Uh yeah, I think like when I was reading up on this, it was kind of surprising to me. I just because when I look at like the prestige of the CHL and like I guess the fan base in each of these cities that's there, that I didn't realize so many teams are struggling to break even every year. And then on top of that, add like a lot of like the things are you know they're kind of being like I guess sued for like a lot of the hazing incidents, and I guess like that takes a hit to their reputation as well. I think one example they used in the article, um, I believe it's from. Uh, I cannot remember, but um, they said it like I think the Edmonton Oil King are okay because they're owned by like the Edmonton Oilers, but other teams like what Mike was saying, like the smaller ones, like like Swift Current, they struggled every year financially to kind of like 
make ends meet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We also have to. I'm sorry, the dogs crying. Uh, well, we the big the biggest thing you have to remember is the CHL and the amount of players they crank out for for the NHL. I know in the, in the past few years we've seen like the first round. Sorry, in 2019 with so many great American players. Um, we're seeing the Germans start to produce more players, but at the end of the day, it's all coming from the CHL. So um, it's a league we want to see stable, to continue to thrive, succeed. So uh, best of luck to the CHL. Um, if the government's going to help them or not, we'll see. But at the same time, uh, they're spending a lot of money and other, like, you know, some higher prioritized things right now. Um, but we'll, 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 we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Guys, though, one of the more interesting stories around the league this year, um, and then especially there's been more and more little tidbits, layers of drama. It started with the physical tis, uh, testing fiasco with the Coyotes, uh, which Alex is already shaking his head. Then there was the drama around how they just seemed to have gotten worse and worse with Taylor Hall. Uh, last episode, we talked about how John Chaco was apparently not even involved with the starting negotiations the Arizona Coyotes were having with, uh, with Taylor Hall, their biggest free agent, who will be the biggest UFA on the market, period. And now there's ah, teams... Ah, I'd argue Alex Petrangelo. Petrangelo, yeah. Is bigger than Taylor Hall. Yeah. Not Tyson Berry, guys? No. Him too. No. <laughs> even though he's but, not up there. Come on. Anyway, so Elliot Friedman has put out, uh, this was yesterday, he put a bit more detail out there. Um, this is from an article he has on sportsnet.ca. Go check it out, everyone. Uh, it appears the relationship between Cheka and the Coyotes fell apart over another opportunity uh, for the team's current GM. According to multiple sources, at some point during the pandemic, the Coyotes were approached about Cheka's availability and granted permission for him to explore the situation. Uh, and one source told Freeman it was not a lateral move. He was not going to be the GM, which, and what's even, you know, really funny about this is apparently a few weeks ago, they were asked, is he, the, is Cheka the GM? And apparently what Friedman described it as was, it was shocking to the, the, who we asked that the question would even be posed to him. They were that good. It screams like Jason Bottrell in that situation in Buffalo, guys. So it's getting more and more complicated in Arizona, and it looks like John Shake is on the way out. Starting with you, Daniel, how do you feel? Um, I think we mentioned it before that, you know, he is a bit of a bold guy. You know, he really relies on the stats a lot, and he's tried to make, he's tried to make a team good in Arizona for so long. And, you know, a lot of swing and misses, I think. I think, like, you know, it's been pretty quality – pieces that we've like talked about but it's just like some of the contracts he's given out or the trades he's done like they just haven't worked out like Nick Schmaltz has been okay but you know he's been really injury prone or that Kessel trade that like he he has like what 32 points this year 33 I'll check for you man Clayton Keller yeah where the hell did he but you know what this is the thing where like I'm gonna chime in as well I mean I think honestly I think John Shake is done a pretty good job. Like I'm on his boat, even though he's he's a he's a nerd. He's a, he's a stats guy. But like, when you swing for the fences like that, you're trading for that player, and it's not your fault as a GM if they're not playing well. That's on Rick Talkin. That's on their coach. You don't expect Taylor like you're trading for Taylor Hall, 
you're expecting to get Taylor Hall, not getting a shell of Taylor Hall. Same with Volquez. Okay, Volquez is a little arguable since he was an off-season acquisition, but like you know, he's always been consistent. This is his one off year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he had thirty. But, but don't you want don't you want the GM to make moves to fit? the system that the coach plays. And I think that's what a lot of people's arguments with the Tyson Berry trade. I, I, I hate bringing back to Leafs, but I'm going to do it anyways. Right. That's what a lot of people, like they give Kyle Dubas a lot of crap because he traded for Tyson Berry and everyone knew from day one, we, everyone loved the trade from day one, but as soon as training camp started with Mike Babcock, everyone knew it was not going to work. And it's the other way around, Alex, the GM, Needs a needs his own coach, not the coach needs his GM. Okay, but isn't Rick Tockett? Rick, John Chaika hired Rick Tockett. John Chaika did hire Rick Tockett, and he did put his faith in him. But at the same time, he did do that when he pulled when he pulled Taylor Hall and when he pulled Bill Kessel. They needed scoring. All they had before yeah. those two guys showed up was Clayton Keller, Nick Schmaltz, and arguably secondary Michael Grabner. Right. So they needed scoring. You not you did not expect mm-hmm. uh, Clayton Keller to have literally go cliff diving. You didn't. I mean, it's a little different with Phil Kessel for him to for him to be so consistent, be so hyped up to be playing for for the coach and Rick Tockett that he's familiar with that he's excited for, and then also be very inconsistent. But then for Taylor Hall, like you're training for Taylor Hall, and I understand that you know it's been too two years since he won the MVP because he single-handedly carried the the New Jersey failures to to the playoffs. But, like, you know, you're trading for that player. You're not expecting him to regress so much. That ultimately, if it's not working, it's on the player because, A, Taylor Hall is a documented waste man. That's just me. I'm saying it on the air. I don't know. I've heard many stories. I know people. But, like, on top of that, too, like, it's also on the coach to make the players consistent. Uh, so Don Shake is not on the ice. Right. Rick Talk it is. I think the argument I made to the guys last week, last episode, was that I think if you look at each individual player that John Shake has brought in and the team that he has built individually, great players. I think you look at the decor, I think you really like uh, your, uh, your, oh my God, Armelson, my God, Ek- Ekman Larson, Chickering, and. Um, Who's the guy I'm missing? Goligoski. Yeah, Goligoski. I think that's uh, I think that's a perfectly fine top four. And you look at the guys he's brought in for the four. You know, we talked about Phil Kessel. Yes, he's a little bit older. Taylor Hall. Like all individually, they're really good players, but they haven't worked on the as a team. So then, the next move is okay. Who's who's responsible? And I think, yeah, I think the the players are responsible. I think. I don't know if Rick Tockett's then the right coach, if that's the case. Well, I mean, we are going the fact that, like, the way the NHL is now, it's not, like, especially when it comes to Arizona, they needed offense. Right. They didn't get that even so, like, from from these players that they brought in. And if you're talking about, like, the, the, the system that you're going here, that's, Rick Tockett is known for being a more offensive first kind of guy, even though he obviously – well, he has a very big emphasis, obviously, on, on, on being two ways as a forward but at the yeah. same time too with a team that needs scoring you're not going to try and bring in like 
a power forward, especially like especially with when there's not that many on the market. Like if Taylor Hall is the best scorer on the market, I don't know who the, who the best power forward would be on the market. It's only to get a swing and try and get a Miko Ranton type guy. Like they already have like bodies in 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 guys like Carl Soderberg. And so I think they needed scoring. So I understand why he made the why and I I, I like John Shea can address that by getting by going out and getting players that are supposed to score. Like Phil's the guy who is just you don't need to have Phil in a system. Phil just goes off the wing snipe. Yeah. Phil's the easy goal guy. Right? So, so then I guess my question is, and maybe you've already answered it, but then who are we blaming? Like what what was the next step for uh for ownership? Was it to get rid of Chaika or was it to for them to say, Hey, get rid of Talkit? I don't know, honestly. I'm I'm kind of confused as to what the Morellos are doing. I mean, I like I think Chick has done a, a pretty good job, um, especially to the fact that like yeah, obviously it take it took some time. There are some pretty. I mean, like look, last year they would have been in the playoffs if they didn't have that many injuries. I'm telling you. Yeah. And like that's not Chick's fault, and that's not Talkit's fault either. Injuries happen, but they they would have been like they were doing. They were such a good team, and they're so close to making it. So, like, you know what? I would give him the benefit of the doubt for that. This year, a little different, but the Pacific Division was just a mess, right? So, I think, and like I said, he swung for the fences with Phil Kessel and Taylor Hall to address the scoring needs. And then, and I mean, ironically enough, the series they're playing with is with another team like this. They're a huge underperforming team, just like I think the king of underperforming teams is uh, the Nashville Predators this year, coincidentally with the, t- with the player that I think is always on, like the king of underperforming teams in Matt Duchesne. Nice guy though. But like, that's, I, I don't I don't know. Like, I, I just think, I don't really know if management or ownership knows what they're doing in terms of the fact, like, like Talkit obviously had his, his problems, I guess, getting the players to work buy into the system, make it work. The players, they were having problems getting it together, making it work, getting figuring out the system. Um, and Shakey was just trying to address that by getting the best players possible. So it's, I don't I don't really know. <laughs> because, you know, watching, watching them play, it really seems like they heavily rely on Darcy Kemper. And, and yeah, I guess absolutely. at that point, anti-Ranta as well. But like you want, like you, yes, Anti Ranta. I think if you look at his numbers, sure he did put up some some good numbers. But when Darcy Kemper wasn't in the net, it like that team crumbled. Yeah, yeah. I think if they didn't have Kemper this year, it would have been a much much different different scenario. We saw a lot of movement like the last two years with this roster. Do you guys think that like like what you said, giving uh, John Chica the benefit of the doubt? Like, do you think he needs? I don't know, like another year to be like I could I could make this click because like we look at like the guys we described, but also like you know Christian Fisher's coming up, Barrett Hayden, and then there's also Christian Dvorak, you know that you know arguably based on the money they gave him, he should be entering his prime. Right, and Barrett Hayden. Don't forget yes. Barrett Hayden. Daniel. Yeah, the only Bear, thing is Bears gonna make it this year. Is, Bears not gonna be a scratched. The the issue here, guys, is first of all, last year something's changed with Target. Because last season, people were talking about the guy getting the Jack Adams of what he was able to get out of Arizona. When it comes to the, the one more year thing, um, there was apparently talk, and this is also in the Frieden piece, that they were going to do a transition period. 
about like trying to like, it was a thing throughout the year and it fell through. It didn't work out. So the guy already has a foot out the door and Friedman said like he wouldn't like, there was no comment from Jake and he's not saying anything. Yeah. The Yotes themselves now are saying like no comment in regards to the guy. He's gone. And man, like, yeah. I, I don't look at Arizona and I, I like their scoring problems, how everyone is always hurt. That's not this year. That's not last year. That feels like it's always been Arizona, except for Shane Dome. It just feels like there's always been something. It's a cliche, but there's always been something in the water in Arizona where they've just never been able to take that step. They had the one magical run run to the Western Conference Finals. Yeah. That was on the back of Mike Smith. I can tell you anything about a team riding goalie to a Conference Finals. So I was just thinking of, like, the pipeline as well. Like, they've always kind of had shaky picks. (laughs) I find, like they've been a bit better lately, but you know, I don't know. Like I think of like Brendan Perlidi or Dylan Stroh. I know they were like traded, but it's just these kind of things were like, it's just something about the team. Like even from, you know, years ago, like they just haven't been able to kind of like find that guy. Mm-hmm. And Shane uh, Doan's yeah. been really that only consistent guy. I, I kind of couldn't remember. Like, you know, Oliver, I find Larson, I find like he's an exception. The, the the thing I think, Stan, that stood out to me the most when I first heard all this Chaika stuff is I think the, the owners just wanted to have their guy in there. Like, that's what it the, seems. The, the owners are going to be, like, more quieter versions of Eugene. I live in Ottawa and everyone just hates Eugene out here. It's so funny. I, I, I hope that's not the case. No. Because I think like, they're... they're like from talking, like listening to what people are saying, it seems like they're just man, like they are just struggling in that in that arena. Like that and just team is just struggling to bring in fans. It's yep. still, like you say what you want. Like Nashville worked, yeah. So I'm making money, but they, it, it wasn't one of Gary's best experiments. You're right. No, like, at what point do you finally, and maybe this is a discussion for another day, but you start questioning when do you, you pull the plug. Um, when do you move to, to Quebec City? Is, is yeah. what Adam they're is not saying. Going to, I'm I, I telling you right now, they're not going to Quebec You said it, not me. Is all I'll say. If they're going anywhere, the next team is probably Houston. Yeah, the Atlanta, not bringing back the Atlanta Thrashers? No. No? no? Okay. Just no. some breaking news from Joe Smith of the Athletic Covers, Tampa Bay. Victor um, Hedman, I got it too. Uh, and Steven Stamkos will also not play in the exhibition game. And then uh, Victor Hedman will not be on the flight to Toronto. What? Uh, for personal reasons. Wow. Yes. Uh, Hedman's days. request will go to Toronto Ooh. Friday and play in the three-round robin. So he's going to play, but I guess something's oh, going on for Victor Hedman. Yeah, Stammer. Stammer requests him playing, period. I, I, I just want to touch on something really quick here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I realize I haven't told this story yet, but um, uh, Adam was trying to get me on the show. And he was, oh, yeah, he was texting me, and and oh boy, was I was I just memeing Adam? Was I just trolling him? He was getting so bent, you could tell. I'm like, okay, but when you introduce me on the show, I want you to introduce me with like a fancy title, like like his glory or his <laughs> eminence. The thing I said back to Mike cannot be repeated on this podcast. Is all I'll say. That's good. He was so he was like so bent. He's like, uh, 
He, he like he literally stuttered when he texted me. He's like, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. <laughs> and then he proceeded to keep sending me more messages. He's like, I'm not calling you his eminence. <laughs> I'm like, all right. And then and then yesterday, I'm like, if you could do me a favor, like I know in the Google Doc you guys have like that um that whole thing written out for what you send to to guests. Yeah. And I was like, if you could just send, take that message and send it to my secretary for scheduling purposes, <laughs> just so I, just so I know, just so I, so she could get my schedule for today ready, so I know what I'm doing. And he's just like, like he's like punching the air in his head. He's <laughs> like, I hate this guy. I don't want him on anymore. I think I I messaged you on on Twitter, and I was just like, you coming on? If not, whatever. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're just like, yeah. So, seeing if you want to come on the show tomorrow, whatever, if you, whatever. If you can't, bye. <laughs> yeah, I think that was exactly it. Uh, I'm like, was, I'm like, oh wow, that's great. Thanks. He's just like, yeah, good talk. <laughs> <laughs> Not happening. It's my new catchphrase. Don't talk. I was no, fed no. up. Uh, I won't lie, but we'll talk about someone else who's a bit fed up. Justin Bourne. I love Justin Bourne. One of my favorite guys uh, in hockey media. This is a little, a uh, few tweets he put out. The NBA. His eminence, Justin Bourne. Hmm? His eminence, Justin Bourne. His eminence, his glory, the beautiful man he is, Justin His worship. Bourne. He'll give the Habs the benefit of the doubt in hockey essentially, and that's why I like him. Uh, so this is his uh, first of three tweets. The NBA uh, has independent media inside their bubble, chronicling the most unique time in the history of their league. Conversely, NHL have chosen to deny access to independent media, just allowing only three NHL.com and team-approved social media people. So at such a historic time with unique stories and public health concerns abounding, oh no, I'm not reading this right, fans will only get league-approved information. I wouldn't be going in anyway, so this isn't a work concern for me, but I think that's garbage, that the league seems to be prioritizing sanitizing its message to protect its image rather than allowing fans to hear more in-depth stories about what's really going on. Cause boy, there's a lot going on. From yeah. Justin Cause Boy. NHL.com writers are uh, tip top, right guys? Okay. Like straight uh, line. The ones who said Mark carpet. Stone was like the 12th best winger in the mm. league. Now, like, I absolutely hate I don't get anything from NHL. I literally, man, I'm barely even, even though, like, I, I, like, I know a great guy of the score, and he's like their national hockey writer. Um, yeah, and he's he's a great guy, and he has phenomenal pieces. But everything I read is on the Athletic, like everything. Yeah. So, to yeah. not have guys like from the Sports Center, or the Athletic, they're like, come on, seriously. It's, I I think it it's uh, it's a really weird image for the NHL to, to do that, especially when they get called out for it too. Like, I don't, I, I yeah. have this feeling like they weren't yeah. expecting someone to notice. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, I want Joe Schmo from hottestleaftakes.com in the bubble. I want someone from like TSN, Sportsnet, The Athletic, uh, I don't know, CBC. Like, I want like legitimate, like, media people in there and I'm not saying we need to have a hundred like if you go to a Leafs game literally the entire there's like an entire section at the top that's just all media members like obviously that's not going to be the case right it's going to be limited amount of people I don't see why why you can't be in there 
What's also a red flag is uh, I think it was Sean Shapiro, I think is his name, had an art. He put out a little um, article or a link to NHL.com. And it's actually some, it's like guidelines that NHL.com writers have to follow. Yeah. Like, unless they get approval, they can't put the word concussion into an article. Oh. Yes, yes, I did. I didn't know that. that. And there was these other little tidbits. So. Well, I mean, right now, anytime you can't play, it's just unfit to play. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether it's injury or corona. <laughs> the the other thing I, mean, I that think that's I, a bit different though, but what, what I mean is like yeah. and it's to Justin Bourne's point is instead of having these these media members there, and he's he's not going like he said, but like I can you not have Chris Johnson in there? Like uh, Michael Russo, probably one of, like one of the best writers out there over the like we've seen over the past. You can't get him in there. And it Eric really Angles. just like when that info came out about like the guidelines they have to follow it just sort of decredits the whole thing. Yeah, it, it puts it's a, it's a really bad um, image for the NHL to have something like that. Just it it looks really bad. I, I don't know it how does else not look to good, put yeah. it. I, it's I another thing too. It's like that it. whole uniformity thing, like the league has, where it just kind of like you know we're just gonna have publications like on our side, kind of thing. It's yeah. It's just like not moving away from anything else. I find mm-hmm. it's so streamlined now that I don't know. It's it's, um, it's scary. It's also weird. We're gonna say on the media though. Um, how NBC and we all know why NBC. It's because of the U.S. TV deal yeah. coming up, and NBC is getting all the kind of benefits of the of the bubble broadcasting wise. And maybe there is the um, you know. I'm not born in Canada, but there is the raised Canadian part of me that's like, man, I want my Sportsnet boys to get the scoop. Um, I, off the top of my head, I know we were trying to figure it out a little earlier, guys, but um, who is for the Eastern teams, not broadcast, do we know who is doing play-by-play, whether it is Sportsnet or – So I think my understanding of how it's working, and I could be wrong, but – so. NBC's doing the broadcast stuff like the camera work and all that stuff. When you're watching a Canadian game in Toronto and it's coming out of Toronto, it's Houston and Simpson, I think, or unless someone else does it. It's Sportsnet. And then in Edmonton, if it's a Canadian game and it's on Sportsnet, it's st- I, I, I'd imagine, I guess it's still NBC, but it's the Sportsnet guys who are doing the commentating. So okay. the Sportsnet guys, if you're watching, if it's a Canadian game, they are doing the commentating. Everything else is NBC. Oh, I'm looking at a CBC article that says the NHL is defending its decision to have an American television network provide the world feed instead of Toronto, which is a bit alarming. Like, again, like I said. We understand why U.S. TV deal sucks. It sucks, um, but like, listen, if 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 the U.S. TV deal wasn't important before, oh, um, with the pandemic and the loss of revenue, it's even more important. So sorry, I just read Steve Simmons' article. I know how much we love Steve Simmons on this podcast. I hate that guy. <laughs> but uh, it says so. Sportsnet will produce the world feed for games played in the Western Hub city of Edmonton. 
Um, but the Stanley Cup final slated for the Alberta City will have both Canadian and American feeds for the individual uh, rights holders. So NBC gets the Toronto games. Uh, Sportsnet gets the um, Edmonton games. But this is interesting. Sources say NBC was not happy with the NHL having two Canadian hub cities for its return to play. Apparently, NBC wanted an American hub city, but clearly the NHL acted in the best and safest interest of the league. However, yeah, imagine in doing, having games in the U.S. Yeah. However, in doing so, it also kowtowed what the hell kowtowed to the rights holder NBC and somehow pulled a fast one of sorts on the Canadian government. Because I believe NBC had to fly 50 people over. Ah, I, I, oh, this is messy stuff. It's yeah. messy stuff. Very intricate. Um, just, I, I mean, first of all, how can you be so petty about this when Florida is still getting hammered? Sorry, who's being petty? NBC, NBC about oh, the hub city thing. Yeah, yeah. It's so dumb. Like, it, all it is is, like, it doesn't matter where they would play. You're still in an empty arena. Right. It does not matter. Like, it's going to be neutral yeah. sort of sites anyway. Yeah, you're going to have a goal song for the other team in that, but it's going to be these crappy videos with fan hype. No one's going to pay attention to that. These fake Did you make yours cheers. yet, guys? Sorry? Did you make yours yet, guys? No. No? Your videos? Okay. Do you see this, Mike? No. The um, how like teams are asking fans to create like che- like videos of them cheering and celebrating. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Yeah, did, I didn't uh, see that. I, I didn't get one from the Leafs. I'm kind of disappointed. I have a buddy who got one from the Rangers. Yeah, yeah? That, oh. I saw the Rangers one. That's skippy. Yeah. Did you? Sorry, I, I, I don't know if you guys seen uh, how the NBA is doing it right on the sidelines and the fans are just popping up. Yeah. On the screens, so there's screens on the sides. The way they built the 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 court, there's like these screens on the side, and fans are just everywhere on the screens. And it must be the most distracting things for the players ever, because it's just bright screens. And I'm like, who? Why? I do please. I don't want to see this. I'd rather see an empty did you, stadium. Did you see what the uh, the NFL the or what the NFLs doing and the MLB are doing? They're yeah, just they're doing crowd noise. Hours. They're just doing yeah. crowd noise, but for the viewers, though. Yeah, yeah, that's that. Yeah, and then they, they s- and then they simulate like the crowd, uh, like the crowd, uh, like people in the crowds, just for the viewers. I don't want to hear the crowd. No stuffed animals like the Korean baseball league, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see they're doing a players' lounge so that when there's games going on, they can watch. I didn't see that, yeah. Would you? Would it not be, and I'm stealing this idea from someone. It's for someone from Sportsnet. It might be from a good show. But imagine the feed from that room. Would you not listen to that feed? Like, I'd listen to that feed over the regular broadcast feed for most games. I mean, yeah. it's like... Brad Marchand. I think, like, Merrick was saying that, like, wouldn't you love to see Brad Marchand's reacting to a Leafs game? Yeah. That'd be sweet. Um, it's distracting me, so I, I need to mention it. That, I'm pretty sure, is a Team North America jacket you're wearing, Mike. And it's a, yeah. that's a nice jacket. 
Thank you. Like that I, got is a- I got it when I went to uh, Sweden versus Team 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 North America. The Man. overtime McKinnon goal. I was, I was behind the net you. for that. I was oh, behind yeah. the net for that. Amazing. I was so insane. Do you, does your jaw just kind of go when he pulls that move on Lundqvist? With the, was, the many moves? Well, first off, you had um, which Sadine sister went for the B-way and then got stopped by Murray, I think. And then they bring it back up, give it to McKinnon, and, and, and Daddy McKinnon just pulls that move. I, I remember screaming. I was like, oh, my God. But it was like, Wow. Well, a and then I remember, trans, uh, transition, Mike. I have um, I have I have this. I have you guys know I have the Leafs one of this, right? I have a Leafs yeah. one from uh, from the Winter Classic. Yeah, my dad got me, and I wore that to work on Wednesday. I honestly, like, everyone hates me at my job. <laughs> oh yeah, because they're all sense fans. Uh, yeah, and then like I work with a like. I work, like a bunch of people that work with me also work at TSN 1200 next to us or I see a bunch of the TSN guys there because it's Bell, right? So like the TSN guys work there too. And they're all just staring at me and, and I'm just like, come on. Like, I want to tell you another story. Basically, people can just identify me from being from Toronto and it's just so annoying. Yesterday, I wore yesterday I wore an OVO t-shirt just because uh, I wanted to wear it. Yeah. So I wore it to work and then after work, I went to go grab lunch. So I'm walking to go get some smokes, poutine, because I wanted smokes. Um, and then we're next to Gatineau, right? And I'm walking, and I'm just getting stared at by everybody with the owl on my chest. And then, because like it's it's the it's like right on my chest. And then like I'm walking by this group of, of um, French kids, and they're just like, "Oh, we oui, we oui. the owl, tu tu vois." <laughs> Oui, oui, le OVO. And they're just like, they're like they're saying in French that basically like, um, that I, I, I'm definitely like a Toronto kid that thinks I'm like a big shot around here. And I just yeah. turn around, I'm like, wait. Oui. No, I turn around to him because he doesn't <laughs> think I can hear him. I'm like, wait, basque je suis. I am. You're right. I am. And he just gives me the biggest stare. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you thought. That's right. Eat it. Then I went to go get my spokes poutineery. <laughs> All right, Mike. Well, I hate it here. <laughs> you were oh. man. The rest of the country really does hate Toronto. Everyone in the woods. Now, no, I gotta wear my. I have a you know um, the, the the Peace Collective brand. Yeah. I have a, a home is Toronto sweater, and I have a Toronto versus everybody T-shirt. Now I know what I gotta wear. Yeah. Oh, I'm wearing my Leafs jersey to work on Tuesday. I work from 11 to 7. There we go. And then uh, I have the games at 8. So I'm going to go, my, my roommate and I, we're going to go watch it across the street, um, basically across the street from where I work. You know, Real Sports Bar and Grill? Yeah, yeah. The Ottawa equivalent is called the Sens House. Oh. So we're going to sit out there and watch it with my <laughs> Leafs jersey on. I took a picture of Parliament Hill wearing my, wearing my Leafs jersey. I'll post it on my birthday and be like, ha. Huh? Basically, I'm I'm warming up to the city of Ottawa, which is fine. You know, it, it could be worse. You you could be living in Edmonton. You could be putting up with those bunch oh of goofballs. Um, I have a McDavid like sweater thing, not the jersey, like the the jersey sweater. Yeah, that's at home. I didn't bring it. Those are oh, nice. I'll bring, eh? The jersey yeah, sweaters are nasty. I'll, 
I'll bring it out here for, for shinny season back when, when we finally get out on the canal. But for now, it's just my jersey's here. It's behind me. Lads, we talked a bit about Edmonton. They've got an MVP finalist. Uh, you were talking about Nathan McKinnon, my dear sweet boy. He's a heart finalist as well. Oh, my God. You're such a nerd. We, um, I am. I have, a, I have a Clone Wars sweater on right now. Right? Okay, but anyway. Um, I was going to say, I was going to compliment that. I really like that sweater. Yeah. It's a 501st one. I also I have a black one that just has like the clone troops with the Ahsoka style helmet on, and I've got like a like a gray like Ahsoka style. Yeah, one. Man, I understand man, that reference. Man, how 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 fired up are you for Halo Infinite? Man, I am, I'm fired up. I'm, I'm fired up. I have confidence in that series again. I'm so fired up after watching that. Master Chief Collection was on Game Pass, so I downloaded it. I got it too on Game Pass. Yeah. Yeah. You should all play together. I got it too on Game Pass. <laughs> Honestly, I'll, I'll, meet, I'll meet you online. We'll play. Man, I didn't. I thought I didn't know Reach and ODST were part of it, and then I re-downloaded it, and then I and saw. It's there, I know. I was like, okay, sweet. I'll gladly play that. Well, Daniel, get a damn Xbox. I actually could play. I have a gaming PC, and I could just get on Windows. Yeah, and play it, it is on the. Yeah, it is on, yeah. We some Halo 3 laps. All right, we'll play. Come on. I'm, um, I'm actually kind of down. Dude, I, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, it's, it's got all the good games. All I've been doing as well is just playing Halo 2 Anniversary because I, I absolutely love that game. Mm-hmm. But, but then, like, and I'm happy because, like, it's got all the games I want. It doesn't have Guardians because I hated Guardians. It was, a war, it was a piece of crap. We don't talk about and that. Then, and then I don't play Halo 4 because Halo 4, it sucked too. But this one looks good. This has got to be a redeemer. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't redeem it, then I'm getting a PS5. That yeah, then I think that's the nail. Like, Xbox normally doesn't have like any games. It's it's a shame. Um, man, if we're talking about video games, guys, like I've never played the first Red Dead Redemption, but I think I'm gonna go back and do it because I'm loving Red Dead Two so much. Red Dead One had a really good story. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big John Marston fan from Two, so I'm assuming I'll <laughs> really like One. God damn it. It's so good. Arthur Morgan's a freaking man. But seriously, um, we will talk. We got some few more things to talk yeah. about. We'll talk Leafs and Habs in a, in a moment here. But first, um, last episode, Mike, we talked about our, our choices for the Hart Trophy, which, of course, we know every year is a big topic in the NHL. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes it's really stupid to talk about. But um, there is no bigger fan of Nathan McKinnon than, than myself. There is no bigger fan of Artemi Panarin than yourself. So let's talk here. Um, first of all, Dry Silo can get out of here. I don't care. Um, so let's let's do this. Panarin, why should he win the heart in your eyes? Um, a couple reasons. First off, um, and no no disrespect to Nathan McKinnon at all. Honestly, he will have like at least two two or three MVPs, Hart Trophy and Ted Lindsay Trophy by the time he's done his career. I, I predict, unless McDavid just ruins him. Um, but I think if you look at the fact that McKinnon was steady on with with one of the best lines in hockey in Ranton and Landis Cog, and, and granted, I do understand that they were injured for, for quite a number of games, but, like, McKinnon's otherworldly. He plays with players such as uh, McKin- uh, Ranton and Landis Cog on a line, on the power plays, playing with guys like Kale McCarr, um, Nassim Kadri, like overall, all around Colorado, like even even how like underrated. I love Sam Gerrard. Yeah. Like, 
honestly, they got an underrated like, like decor, and overall, like they got a better team than the Rangers. So I think the benefit of yes, he's otherworldly. He's got he's got this insane stride and speed, great shot. Like yes, he's he's he he has that going for him. But he had a better support system, I believe, and the reason why is because Panarin was steady on the second line the entire year for the most part. Well, the first line was Chris Kreider, Pavel Buchnevich, and Mika Zibanejad on the Rangers. While Artemi Panarin, for the most part, was steady shifts along with Ryan Strom and Jesper Faust. Those are not Pavel Buchnevich or Chris Kreider. Those are third liners in most other teams. And he still carried that line. I think the plus minus for the for for the team this year was twelve and his plus minus was thirty six. And I know plus minus isn't a big thing anymore, but that just shows you when he wasn't on the ice and, mm. and just what he could do. Panarin the like Hartemi, as I call him, Hartemi, he he drove that line and drove his scoring all on his own practically if, because Sabanajad was injured for quite a big portion of the year until he came back, scored five goals, how are you? But, like, he wasn't playing with those guys unless it was it was a Rangers power play. Mm. Um, so I think that's my argument there, for sure, why I think if he puts up that many points, he has the nicest hair in the game, too. Like, come on. That, Eric Carlson has something to say about that. No. no like, but he's got but Panarin's got, like, the curls. It's just... It's just <sighs> Um, we did read it last last um, last episode, but I'll read it for you here. Uh, this is a tweet from Dmitry Filipovich. Uh, again, the, one of the best hockey follows. Uh, he said, I tell you, Panarin was decent this year. Led league in 5v5 scoring. That's, that's over dry silo by Rip Daniel, goddammit. Um, Ryan Stroman, Jesper Foss, common line mates. And this is talking about the scoring um, there, Mike. On ice at 5v5, the Rangers were up 75 to 38 when he played. When he was off the ice, 105 to 75. And after Christmas break, this is the stat that really got me. 50 points in 33 games played. That is uh, incredible. Um, God, I, I wish Daniel was here. I miss him already. Um, he would say that Andrew Cogliano deserves. Yeah. Oh, wait, he's on Dallas. You would say Adam Sean Couturier. We may have been talking about you and the Ducks. Oh. Yeah, as as a Ducks fan, your 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 vote for for Hard trophies who Ryan Getzlaff, John Gibson. Also, he he won the <laughs> carrying the load award for this show, so uh, <laughs> it's already I have a season to. Record that was that was not an our show award. That was your personal award. By the way, <laughs> like to point out. Got well, okay, Alex, Daniel, let's get you guys in here um, because I, we, we very much had um, – because, Alex, I think you, you took the devil's advocate route of very yeah. much defending dry silo last, yeah. last week. Um, so I, I wonder if you two want to try and chime in here and then maybe maybe bring up why you think we should consider a dry sidle or I, – I, cert- I, I will say I certainly do consider dry sidle, but – I it's think, hard for me to consider Dreisaitl. I think it's hard for me to consider him when he's still the second best player on his team. He's not the MVP of his own team. Exactly. That's it's Connor McDaddy. Yeah. And I think I think what I was telling Adam last week, and I guess I'll say it again, is the argument I think people are making is that 
McDavid being injured for I think how long was it? Seven to ten games, something like that. Seven games. Seven games and him putting up fourteen points and them needing the points. It made it seem like he was the MVP of that team. But you're best you're not the best player on your on your team. But then I think and I was going devil advocates and like, man, like then the argument, it's kind of the similar, I think Adam was saying, what's the team without uh, Leon Dreisaitl? It's Connor McDavid. But then you say, what's the team without Connor McDavid? It's Leon Dreisaitl. So it's like, how do you give it? And I think that was the argument a long, a, a while ago, when you look at Malkin and Crosby, what's the team without Mal? What's the team without Malkin? You still got Crosby. What's the team without Crosby? You still got Malkin. So it's like, how the hell do you give MVPs to those guys, knowing that Connor McDavid is truly the MVP of his team and this league? Mm-hmm. I just, it's hard for me to give it to Drysidle a hundred percent. But yeah, I, I want you to try to make an argument because I still haven't heard a good one of why Jack Eichel should be considered for the heart. Wow. Okay. Mike, what do you think about this? Because I was very much on, on the page that I think Jack should be up there. If I were to put him in the heart trophy finalists, I'd put him in, like, or in the voting and probably put him in like fifth. <laughs> what? what? But he deserves it. I think no. he very much deserves if he, it. If, 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 if the Pegula's finally retire and sell the team so that they can have a good team someday and they make the playoffs, then I understand. Because you do know that the professional hockey writers, the people that vote on this, they're always looking at, like, that's why McDavid didn't win it last year? Yeah. Because they didn't make the playoffs. And, like, look, and, like, Michael is otherworldly. Like, the guy is gross on top of, like, like, on top of just, like, having severe... Just, just depression. Like I remember, like the tweet about the last game. Let, let me just, let me just try and simulate it. After the last game, like obviously they didn't know it was the last game, but they lost, and he's just sitting there. Like everybody else has taken off their gear, and he's just sitting there, like. Man, only like, I, like I, I'm a head out, basically. See, the thing, the thing that I was for why alcohol really isn't on my list is because if I'm using the argument I was using before and like, okay, what's the team without Connor McDavid? What's the team? The team with Jack Eichel is already poo. It's, it's just a load of poo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, what's the team? What's the team without Jack Eichel? It's an even bigger load of poo. Yeah, no. Okay. Yeah. Right. My thing is, this is a guy who on said pile of poop. Yeah. Was 10 points above point per game. And was miles ahead of Reinhardt. And I, re- I am not taking, and I'm not saying this is where you're going, out, but I cannot stand how, how, how the Riders Association is like, no playoffs, don't care. No, absolutely. I'm not, and, and I'm not making that point yeah, yeah, at all. Yeah. I, think, I think we're arguing over who's the best player in, players in the NHL. Con, uh, Jack Eichel is a phenomenal player. In any other draft, he would have gone first overall. Any other draft, we would have gone over. We have gone over Austin. No, okay. First of all, let's remember Austin was not like fifty goal guy. Everyone said he was going to be Kopitar. So uh, hold I, on, I understand. Minute. I understand. I understand. But just, just wait. Just wait. Just yeah. wait. 
it's he's a great player. I just I I don't know because if the using the arguments I've been using, I just he doesn't fit there for me. When I look at like let's let's let me throw in another example. I, I look at Connor Hellebuck. And I'm really, really high on Connor Hellebuck. That guy literally drove this team. How many holes in their defense? Oh, my God. Too many. If Connor Hellebuck, what is the Winnipeg Jets without Connor Hellebuck? I don't know. A 7-5. It's, yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. Like, I think he's a very good player. I just don't think he's... Then, Mike, can I get your take on the, the Connor Halibut? Because the three of us were very much like, this guy should be a finalist. And you know me and goalies. I, they don't get enough recognition in my book. Um, I think that's a very valid one, for sure. Especially because if we're considering that we're using uh, finalists from playing, from the playing around, not even from from the actual, like, like, you know, obviously, in regular years, it'd be, like, playoff team players. This is yeah. play-in team players. So, like, you have McKinnon – or not McKinnon. You have um, Panarin and Dreisaitl. Um, I would arguably, yes, I would get rid of Dreisaitl, and I'd put Hellebuck there because Hellebuck single-handedly dragged the, uh, the Winnipeg Jets to the playing round. Like, look at the holes on defense. Neil Pionk is their best D-man. No, Josh Ben Shiro, Josh, Josh Morris. Morris. Yeah, Dylan guys? Yeah, Josh Morris. But, like, when your top two is Dylan DeMello and Josh Morrissey, and then, yeah. like, it's, like, Neil Pionk and God knows who else. Sammy Niku. Sammy Niku, even though that guy has phenomenal hair. But, like, you miss <laughs> – like, you're missing – what? You're missing Big Buff, Tyler Myers, Jacob Truba. And, yes, Jacob Truba didn't pan out exactly as he should have, like, in New York. He was – be embarrassing. Neil Pionk did better than him, but like you know what I mean. They like yeah. without that, like that's like they had a, a much better decor. Holy crap! Truba like like almost ripped off Austin's shoulder. Like the guy could at least use physical. That's like the brand of hockey that Winnipeg plays with big bodies. Yeah. But they had this year. They were significantly weaker team. Mm-hmm. They yeah. had to rely on Patty Line hopefully waking up. Shifley and Wheeler doing the thing they're always doing. Connor doing the thing he's always doing. And then hopefully Hellebuck can 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 make some some key saves. And meanwhile he he he, he just astounded everybody with what he pulled off. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not surprised, honestly, even though like like I was I was I was vying for the entire time. Like everybody ever since he made it to the league, man, he's looked great. But this year he really took that next step, especially like when he realized dude my team sucks that much more in front of me. Yeah. If Hellebuck doesn't win the Vesna, it's a tragedy. Yeah, I think so. It's a legitimate tragedy. Like, for Ben Bishop and Tuka Rask to be there, I just feel like it's just so overplayed, man. They're always there. I, I think th- – Yeah. I think the issue with me is why I didn't pick Tuka Rask is the games played. Not the trauma. Because they have a good, they have Halak. Halak is a good backup. Like they, it'll, yeah. like they, they had an actual good goalie tandem yeah. to go back to back and and make it work. Like it's not like, it's not like like and like there's no no disrespect to 
Connor Hellebuck. He was doing it on his own. Who's his backup? Eric Comrie or my fried? Laurent Brassois. That's it. Laurent Brassois. Brassois. But like, dude, that's not like that's not a pair like like a like a close tandem. Kalak yeah. and Rask, like they fed off each other. Like they were good. They were well, even Bishop good. and Hudobin. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It was a little different when you got like Vasilevsky and like was it Louis Domingue? No, was it McElhaney? It was McElhaney. Curtis McElhaney. What am I saying? I completely forgot. Come on. Fuck. Oh yeah, our guy. Man, I miss McElhaney. When we got rid of McElhaney for to keep Sparks, I was so upset. I think I've said that here before. I was so upset. Oh yeah, we've had many discussions about that. Um, but yeah, no, Vasilevsky deserves the best. Uh, Vasilevsky or Hellebuck? Sorry, Hellebuck. I'm not on my game. <laughs> Hellebuck deserves the Vesna, and he yeah. deserves I think, uh, a berth in the final over uh, Leon Dreisaitl. You're right. You know what? One day I foresee a conversation about the Vesna because the goalie tandem is starting to become more and more of a thing. Um, but that is a discussion for a few years down the line um, and the future episode. But I do want to ask you guys. No, I do want to ask you guys because I haven't – Obviously, I wasn't on for the episode that you guys did it. I want to know your picks for for the rest of the the awards here. For the awards? Yeah. Uh, oh, you guys don't have to get two into that, so you guys don't. Yeah, take I'll go forever. quick. Uh, but I do want to know like who you guys got and like say a little, couple little things. Uh, uh, I guess I'll just go quickly. Uh, Norris, I had uh, John Carlson. I, I think the, oh, offe- the, the offensive. Pre- <laughs> Listen, I would have given it to. Roman Yossi, but I think looking at how the Norris has been handing out handed out in the past. Um, oh, so, so, so you're going to be a sheep, yeah, Alex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, you'll see half the ha, half the awards are going to be like that. No, I do understand that, but I still want to make it. I still, uh, if, I'm still with yeah. If if I had to give the award. By definition, I would give it to Roman Yossi. Like, yes, he had the offensive reduction, but I think he was literally half his team this year. Exactly. That's why right? I give it to him. <laughs> uh, Lady Bing, I don't know what the award's for, but just because he's in there, I'll give it Most to Austin Matthews. Yeah, I don't know what that, that means. Penalties. Yeah, no one knows. We had a discussion. We don't know what the definition of the award yeah, means. If it's on – and off the ice or just on the ice? If it's off the ice. <laughs> off the ice, then there's two guys on that list who might not want to be on that list. Uh, but <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll just go with Austin. Uh, the Selkie. Oh, who did I give the Selkie to? We all said Pat. Oh, yeah, Patrice. No, no. 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 Uh, Daniel, Daniel said, said Sean Couturier. I said yeah. Patrice. Uh, am I missing an award? Um, um, Vesna, we already Vesna said. Vesna I'm gonna skip Mac. the. I'm gonna skip the Masterton. I'm gonna skip that because that's yeah, a we top it's a, one. It's a, it's uh, a, you a, forgot GM oh. and uh, and and coach GM, Jim Gregory and Jack Adams. I don't remember Hunter. who I gave my GM award to, but my guy, Coach of the Year, Elaine Vino. He From has day not shut up about Vino since day one. Day one. Day one. Okay, yeah, but you also missed Ted Lindsay and you missed Calder. Oh, Calder. Um, who did I get? I think I ended up giving it to Hughes. Yeah. And Ted Lindsay, uh, Connor McDavid. 
No, He's it's the same. It. It's the same oh, finalist yeah, yeah. as the heart. Same, same finalist as the oh, heart. Oh, McKinnon. Sorry, McKinnon. Yeah, okay. I'm confused. And then, what were you, Daniel and uh, and Adam? Right. Go ahead, Dan. All right, uh, I'll just go quick. Norris, I give to Victor Hedman, all around guy. Love his game. Does it all. I think. Um, Fesna, yeah, Fesna, Connor Hellebuck. I think we had a consensus on the heart, and Ted Lindsay was Nathan McKinnon. I think the all three of us last episode. Um, what else did I? Uh, Norris. No, I just said Norris. Uh, Calder. Selkie. Oh, Selkie. Yeah, Sean Couturier. I kind of argued that he has lesser guys around him and still put up amazing numbers. Both. If he doesn't get it this year, he's gonna get it at least a couple times in his career. For sure. Yeah. Adam, what is in your hands? You've been playing with the entire. It's like a time. selfie stick. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Keep going, Daniel. Yeah, uh, yeah. Skipping the Masterton, and I guess yeah, Lady Bing. I guess like we we argued about this last episode where you're like, how do you kind of judge this? So I'll just have to give it to Austin Matthews. Thank you. Yeah. So what um, about uh, Cal- What about Calder, Jack Adams? I don't oh, really care about GM of the year. I care about Calder and Jack Adams. Calder. Sure. Okay, talked about this before where. Initially, I was going to say Kale McCarr, but Harmon Dial from The Athletic really convinced me. So it has to be, I think, Quinn Hughes. Good man. And then Hi. Coach Jack Adams, oh, dude. Coach. Um, who did I say? Oh, John Tortorella, because I love Thank the you. Not, not against the play in route. Thank but just you. What he's been able to do this year with Gustav Nyquist on offense. Oh, my God. Thank- okay, that's a bit of a weird reason. Thank you. That was a yeah. great, great one. Uh, Jim uh, I think I said who did I say Don Sweeney yeah you did because you yeah, got sick of giving Bruins all the awards yes nice. right. yeah, uh, good list shall, shall I go yeah yes okay my I'm just calling it MVP is Mac because I I love the man uh, yeah, I know. Year, I gave to I actually gave to Dorian because I love the like what he's doing with the rebuild that package for I know, <laughs> yeah man I, I'm serious <laughs> He's rebuilding. Yeah, he's doing a good job. And he just gets overshadowed by UG, but he's doing a good job. Yeah. He, Brandstrom for Stone, that okay, was great. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my okay. coach of the year was also Torts because, my God, is there nothing on that team? And he just only time, on only time, only time I'll agree with you, probably. Uh, the nice guy who scores a lot goes to Nathan McKinnon as well because I love him. And, again, like, I think I made this argument about the Selkie is – in this world, you you can try and separate on and off the ice, but you cannot do it in this day and age with social media. So yeah. with that, also I couldn't give it to O'Reilly. I have no place for drunk driving in my art, like none at all. Wait, for the Lady Bing or for the Selkie? Okay. Lady the, Bing, nice oh, guy okay, who scores okay, a lot. Okay, okay, okay. So I gave it to Mac Calder. I've been on Quentin. Sorry, I've been on Kale McCarr's bandwagon all year. I got to go to a Colorado Montreal game. And my God, I couldn't keep my eyes off the kid. Um, the Vesna Halibut, I love him. Um, Norris, I also went with. Um, I also went with Victor Hedman. I think he's the best defenseman in the NHL. Uh, simply put, and I do- Tampa, they have the weapons, but without him, we saw what happened when he was turned against Columbus. You're right. They have Ryan McDonough. <laughs> <laughs> Victor hey, and Zach Bogosian. Okay, let's give the Bogo for Norris and Mikhail Sergachev. Yes. I can't no. Jason Garrison. 
Like, Sean I like Day. Donna. Now they have like, Sean Day, too. It's not oh, like- yeah. Don't forget Sean. Don't ever sleep on Sean Day. Yeah, he's, he's only 22. He's got a life to go. But seriously, Hedman, wicked player. I've, I love Victor Hedman. Um, okay, so to finish off, as we're going, we're going back to how the show used to be. Finishing wow, I didn't even get to make my picks. Okay, I'm just oh, going to go. Oh, sorry, brother. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> No, you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, you know, I have a balcony. I'm on the 23rd floor. You know, just jump off. Please, please don't. His Excellency, him who stands up like a stuffed, a stuffed turkey, all proud of that. Mike, thank you, thank you for identifying. (laughs) Mike, it's a Gordon Ramsay. He like, he was every like, whatever, like for holidays and that. Like, there's Mm -hmm. like a recipe of his I go off, and he like he stuffs his turkey. He's like, it's like it's standing at attention, so plump. What? But yeah, sorry about that, Mike. Um, and that's the last time he'll come on because he's so sick of me. Uh, who are your <laughs> award finalists? Um, Ted Lindsay and Hart Hartemi, um, Breadman, Breadwinner, Norris Trophy. I got Roman Yossi. I understand why he will probably go to Carlson, but I'm going with Yossi. Um, Selkie, I got Patrice. Like just unbeatable. Like, especially, like, if it's his ninth time being a finalist, you got to give him the sixth one. Uh, Vesna, obviously Moose. You can't you can't bet out on Connor Halibuck. Lady Bing, Austin, Mah, no, Masterton. No, no, not you. GM of the year. I'm going with Joe Sackick. The good one. Um, I like that. I like that him. Deal. That, um... That why did I forget his name? Matthew Shane. Not Matthew Shane. I mean Vlad, the Matthew Shane deal is Vlad a good Nem- one. Vlad Nemestikov. Not the Nemestikov. Kadri. Not Kadri. Ka- the Kadri deal. Yeah. yeah, you give up Barry, but yeah, you get a great second line center. Uh the Rantanen deal was really good. Mm-hmm. It was. Um Jack Adam Torts all the way. So I'm saying no Um Calder. Dominic Kubelik. Um, yeah. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Of course, the Panarin <laughs> fan wants the guy who's 24 oh. to win it. I'm kidding. Yeah. Oh. Alex's face was perfect there. Oh. He was like, like, he just shook his head. He was like, what? Oh, <laughs> oh God. I don't even no. think he should. I don't even think Dominic Kubelik should have been a finalist. Who, who do you have over him? Mackenzie Blackwood. I was gonna put John Marino. No, <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> no. But I'm with I'm riding the Quinn Hughes rave wave. Yeah. Um, and those are my finalists. Sick. All right. I don't you just love award shows? The two on one award show of excellence, prestige, and accomplishment. Uh, we love our love. We love our long titles here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Lisa and Habs. Um, I know in a, in a second, Alex, you wanted to ask Mike about the facility shenanigans with that. With the Leafs and all the cheapness, I'm sure that'll be fun. Um, when, uh, then, when I saw the doc yesterday, Alex, I texted Adam immediately. I'm like, oh, Alex wants me to, to rant and get angry. Okay. He loves bringing out the, the best emotions in me. Oh. It's fun. Um, and then we'll also preview the exhibition game between Montreal and Toronto. That's a game we'll all be keeping our eyes out for. Um, Daniel. He'll be watching uh, the Anaheim Ducks scrimmage. He'll oh, yeah. re he'll rewatch <laughs> so like the old seven. Old seven. Um but yeah, uh, so Alex, why don't um you have a little chat with Mike? 
about I, how I, you think that the rest of the teams in the league are extremely I, cheap. I have two questions for you. What do you think of the um, of these shenanigans? And which loser owners do you think <laughs> called Gary and said, oh, I, they, they can't do this. They can't do this. They can't this. use their own facilities. Oh, we can't hire coaches, so they can't hire coaches. Um, so I think it's I think it's just a whole lot of BS. Like seriously, you don't want the Leafs to use their own practice facilities in the summer because they can, and because other teams can. So I have a buddy, my buddy Fedor, back when he was drafted by the Leafs. Um, obviously didn't work out with him. Going to be a part of the wild someday, and I'm voting for him. But, like, dude, if you have a way to develop players, why the hell are you not allowed to use it? It's different if you're like Shake or you're interviewing people before forgetting they're supposed to be drafted. But if you have them drafted, if you have prospects, you have players, why the hell aren't they allowed to be? to be working out at MasterCard or skating or, or having access to those facilities just because just because the shareholders provide the money that they can do it? Because it's unfair. It's different. It's different where Uncle Eugene is too. That, and that's to, to answer your second question. I think yeah. he's up there, Uncle Eugene. <laughs> Eugene Dumbass, I hate Eugene him. and the Pagula sing there. Okay. Definitely. How do we definitely. do this? Like, all right, how do we – <laughs> oh, hold my beer. Hold my beer. I'm going to do this. Like, come on. Seriously? Just because you guys suck? You guys think if you guys had access to our facilities in the summer, you wouldn't suck? You wouldn't be garbage? Like, no, man. Like, I mean, I think it's just – it just comes with the territory. I mean, not even just that. Like, if you are with a team, you're always going to have some form of benefits because of that team somehow. Right. If you're a New York Ranger, you're going to get free Knicks tickets. You're going to get free Broadway tickets. It's just a thing. They talk about it all over the place. If you're with the Leafs – you're going to get free Raptors tickets. You're going to get all this stuff. You're going to have access to all these two cool things. Yes, it's different where you're playing for the Florida Panthers. Y'all you know, had a key. Gonna... You had a key to the gym. Remember oh, that? Oh, yeah, right? Like, it's just different, man. Like, if why are you going to shit on a team and, and ruin their and ruin their uh, – they're like not ruin their development, but like ruin what they're trying to do. It's, it's not an unfair advantage. It's just what they have because it's they like, can yeah. work with it. it it's like, such seriously? a dangerous path. It's a dangerous, very dangerous, dangerous path. Yeah, you're, you're right. Path they're going down because they're trying. My understand, like just reading the facts, they're trying to create a, a situation where each team has no differences except the players that they ice. I hate this NHL dictatorship. It's a really dangerous, dangerous path. And I don't think it, it might help the short term in bringing in fans and saying, Hey, look, all our team, all our uh, teams are the same. But in the long run, people are going to get bored of that. The the argument I made last time is, what hockey teams do you re- do you remember? I remember the uh, Oilers, the Gretzky Oilers, the Islanders in the eighties, the Montreal Canadiens that dominated the sixties. Uh, and twenty years from now, we're going to remember 70s. the Penguins. Oh, sorry, the seventies. We're going to remember the Penguins, the Blackhawks, and the Kings who won multiple cups in a ten-year span. Mm. 
that's who we're going to remember. In basketball, I hate, like, I don't like using this reference, but I'm going to use it anyways. In 30 years, maybe in Canada, it'll be a little bit different. No one is going to remember if the Raptors never win another title, no one is in the United States of America is ever going to remember the time the Raptors won one title. They're going to remember when Golden State and Cleveland met each other. Dominated. Yeah. 2010s. Dominated the 2010s. Yeah. That's what they're going to remember. So, yeah, too much parody is really bad and too little parody is also really bad because then people are just going to get sick and tired of seeing. But it's not too little parody if, if like, right. if the, it, which Absolutely. is why I understand why they're complaining. Like, seriously, yeah. come on. Just because they can work out in the summer. Seriously? That, that's that's your big deal. It also that's, has to do with like the team can't pay for like skill coaches. And yeah. That. So like um, um, Gary Roberts. So Gary. Oh, yeah. Roberts. Then what the hell is the point of having shareholders that pump so much money into this? Why the hell are the Leafs having to pay for Arizona to not get not go bankrupt? Because everyone knows that happened. Right. Why did the Leafs have to pay for that and then still not be able to use their own amenities? Because it's, it's not fair. Uh, that's the only reason they're making money then they're they're making that absorbent amount of money and having that kind of uh that kind of back back background payroll in case they need in case they need any other things aside from the rink staff players and everything outside like all the extra money and they have a lot of that obviously yeah. all that extra money it, it should go to the rest of the league should anyone need a bailout is what i'm hearing as opposed to we have facilities. We have amenities. Let's not use them. Let's just help the rest of the league whenever they need to, whenever they, they, this yeah. failed experiment there doesn't work. Like there's there's five teams who bankroll the league. There is the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Montreal Canadiens, the New York Rangers, the Boston Bruins, and the Los Angeles Kings. Chicago. Chicago when they're good. Yeah. I think now they're still. But. And the Florida Panthers. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can't Jesse Blake okay, of the um, the of Anaheim the Ducks. <laughs> so uh, Jesse Blake on SCP made a really good point. I think it was Jesse. Um, that this is like paying for the skill coaches and that and all that you know under that umbrella. It's investing into your own players, which if you're helping with their development, does that not help you know older teams? It helps you hit. You're, hand, you're handcuffing your own franchise and what you're able to do with prospects as well. That's the worst part of this for me, is that this is yo, all... Yo, 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 two seconds, two seconds. Breaking news. Uh, yeah, actually. Elliot Friedman. Oh, boy. And we were just talking about this. Oh, no. Oh, God. Steve Jacob? Sullivan will be GM of Arizona. Wow, that's likely not on an guy. interim basis, but I could see the Coyotes giving him a long look. So, yes, that's, Jake is wow. on his way out. Yeah, that's not a surprise. Steve Sullivan. Oh, God, where has he been? Former, the name sounds familiar, right. but it's not coming to me. Former Nashville Predator. Has Steve. he ever been a GM before, or is this just... I'm um, reading that. LeBron said that, hearing via league source, John Chaka terminated his contract with the Yotes just over 48 yeah. hours ago. He had three years on it. No oh, no, he's, he's been a coach. Like, 2013, he was dealt, and then he retired... September eighth, twenty fourteen. He was uh, he was hired as a development coach. For okay, Panthers. so this is uh, Kent Summers uh, for the Arizona Republic. 
Latest on GM John Chaika's status with Coyotes per NHL source. John Chaika terminated his contract 48 hours ago. I have no idea what the team is doing at this point. <laughs> God you damn know, it, Arizona. The best part about this is news breaking during the show. Yeah. If you yes, record yes. long enough, you're bound to have news eventually. Yeah. That's wh- that's um. So uh, Sullivan was a is he's the assistant GM of the Coyotes. Nice. So uh, see the name that I thought would have been brought up, and maybe they will look at him is Mike Fuda. Yeah, and yeah, that was a guy. Yeah. Uh, that was a guy I thought Buffalo would look at, but instead they went for the ass kisser and Mike Gillis as well. Was Mike always Gillis, a name. I, I don't know what if Steve Sullivan's going to be permanent, but we'll see. Damn. That's, um, oh, fridge bomb. I love it. I love it. Bob would have had it first if he wasn't going to semi-retirement. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, but um, I guess we'll go, guys. Um, main event, a ring-a-ding-ding, or do you guys need to get anything off your chest? I don't want a repeat of every other time Mike is on the show, and it takes me <laughs> 10 minutes to get into the main event of the show. So I'm if good. you need to get I'm something good. out – I'm going to put a one-minute timer no, on. No, don't put the timer. It's okay. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. We, we covered it. We hate the rest of the league. This is a dictatorship. My favorite, my favorite account on, on Twitter is uh, NHL Trump. I don't even know. Um, that. Daniel, I know you're a very talkative Oh, I'm going to send you. I'm going to send you NHL Trump. He's hilarious. Please. So, Daniel, you're a very talkative person. Do you have anything else to say before we get going to the uh, Lease and Hops here? I'm thinking of John Chica right now. Hope he's okay. Nice. Uh, Wish him get, the best. Someone's gonna get yeah. another He's just thinking in his mind that Hamp- Hampus Lindholm should be up there for the Norris. <laughs> I know. It was like burning inside of me. <laughs> no, I just yeah. had to bring it, it up, you know. He's a slave and impeshy kind of guy. He's part of that community. Oh, Josh Manson guy, yeah. <laughs> I'd have to yeah. wonder where Chaika's gonna go next. Freeman said on 31 dots, I think, apparently he has enemies around. Like I'm sure he didn't do any favors this. I know, right? Because he's 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 a computer boy. The people. Because he's not part of the 200, 500 year old hockey man. Old boys club. The old boys club. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if this is a long shot, but New Jersey seemed to have started taking like, or maybe even like Carolina, more of a committee type thing. Because apparently it wasn't another GM job that he was looking at. It wasn't a lateral move for Freeman. So right. I thought don't bring bring Buffalo. No, yeah, that's <laughs> why would he do that? Why would he do that to himself? He's gonna be a statistician for the Sabers, I think. Why would he ever do that to himself? Their hey, business, their going... business development vice, vice president of business development is now their GM. He's Let's young. Go. He needs that challenge, that Sabers challenge. I think. He's, yeah, the, he's already had a challenge. He's been the GM of the Arizona Coyotes, the Buffalo Sabers of the West. Um. Do we want to then just do well, I guess we already kind of did it. Do we want to do a final word then, a, a grade on um on John Chaka's job? How did he do as the GM of the Coyotes? B minus. Alex, uh, what about I, you? I, I, I like that B minus. I'll take that too. And how about you, Dan? C plus. C plus. This guy. What about you? Adam. Hello, Adam. Hello? You yes, didn't like yeah. the, you don't like the development going on, do you? I don't really like the development. This draft picks too much. I mean, like I still like we go talk about Barrett Hayden, <laughs> but and that's I, 
to be honest, like he did what he could. Like you know, good effort. Good effort. But at the end of the day, um, what's Still the needs saying? Work. What have you done for me lately? And let's be honest, the Yotes haven't done anything um, with John Chaka at the helm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but there are many problems that that organization needs to sort out, and there's a story to keep an eye on, though. But finally, here we are, guys. On Mike's birthday, the 28th, the Montreal Canadiens and Toronto Maple Leafs will face off in their one and only exhibition game before starting the playoffs. And I guess the first question is, guys, um, and we'll start with Mike here, what are you going to be looking for from the Leafs? Is there a specific player you're going to look to maybe try and shine through? Or, or what, what are your expectations for this game and from your team? I want Austin to torch the Habs. All right. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> You're no. going to start a war. You're going to start a for, war, Mike. I, I was waiting for, well, you know, Nick Robertson, you know, we've all been excited about, but you were just flat out like, Buddy, all right, let's go. Ilya Mikheyev. I'm excited to see him back. I have been missing Ilya Mikheyev playing as the Zach Hyman to JT and Mitch. Um, I want to see where they're going to put Robertson. Yeah, I, if they're putting him on the third line, that'd be interesting. It's It sucks because I liked Pierre Engvall, even though he did nothing for like the last few games, last while. But, I mean, you can see Robertson works his bag off, man. Like, he wants to make this team. And yeah. I think they're giving him just the right opportunity, but he's, he's, he's seizing that opportunity. He's running with it. So I think to see him back, um, finally get Mobamba Riley a little bit better. I want to see him. I, I mean, you guys, you guys saw my tweet. Which you one? guys saw my tweet. Lots of them. Riley and CC. God, and I was just like, damn no, God. it was like, it was like, it's, it's, the Michael, alone. it's the Michael Scott. It's the, no, God, no, please. <laughs> no, no, that was my reaction. And then Alex just comes in here. He's like, I'm sure he's a great guy. <laughs> I have a beer with him as oh, long as it's in the press. Oh, box. man, I would, I would grab a beer with him as long as he's not with Riley. Oh, please. But, yeah, like to see that, to see, to see – Honestly, like, who else are going to try and give a shot for? Like, I don't know if they're going to keep – like, I guess they're going to keep it the way it is. Like, Angval will be subbed out to, to throw in Robertson. I saw – sorry, just – I saw yeah, uh, Engvall was on the fourth line uh, yesterday, which I guess was their last practice before the bubble. Uh, Engvall was alongside Clifford and Spezza. So they got – so they subbed out the GOAT for that. That's yeah, pretty interesting. Because that guy – wasn't helpful either. So yeah, no. Even though he scored the first mm-hmm. game of the first goal of the year for the Leafs, he yeah. didn't do much. But His I think, yeah, I I think I would have. Um, I think that's a good fourth line. I think obviously the fourth line is where you're going to throw your grinders, and that's why I wouldn't want to throw at Robertson there. Like, yeah, the guy plays with heart, but like if he's playing on the fourth line, he's going to play with some against some bigger bodies and. That's just not his game. To see Engvall, though, Engvall has a size for it. Engvall has a size and speed. I think he'll he'll do better in that role. Um, alongside especially Kyle Clifford, the goalie killer, and uh, and Jason, the veteran, Spezza. Kyle Clifford's the reason we had David Ayers in that. Can you, let's not call him the goalie killer, okay? <laughs> he practically ruined two weeks at Ryerson. What? Two weeks? Ruined. <laughs> 
It ruined Only Gary's two class. <laughs> it ruined, um, yeah, it ruined uh, Gary's documentary class. Um, well, it was a bad class to begin with. Uh, I love you, Gary. Sorry, but um, Daniel, what are you gonna? What's your? What's gonna catch your eye? What are you looking for? Uh, for me, I think it's looking both at both teams, the fluidity of the lines, how they've kind of been able to match up on the practices. I think, we, you know, we already talked it before. Where like, I want to see Mikheyev, I want to see Robertson, I want to see Engvall, see where they kind of like fit in. Um, on that depth, how they're going to roll out those lines. And um, one aspect I kind of see is, like, I'll, I'll, I'll do this for you, Adam, the Canadians' uh, perspective on it. Like, what we talked about before, where what do they really have? What 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 they're going to kind of bring to it? How, the lines are gonna, <laughs> how are the lines going to be? How is Jonathan Drouin now? He's back. How's Shea Weber's going to try and murder Freddie. <laughs> just like he, he, almost, just like he, he murdered Big Niven. I saw the what a, Way to go, Captain. What a good captain. Mike, you're this is going to be a I know, war. I know. It's it's going to be I'm an trying to say nice one. things, you know, flip the no, selkie. No, I mean it's a win. It. This is a war of attrition here. There's there's going to be bloodshed. It's a one game. I, I wanted to get the analysis out the way and then the trash talk. <laughs> but if we're just going to do that then. Listen. Carey Price is here, guys. He's hungry. And yeah, Shea Weber, when he's not even trying, he's going to be going for Freddie. Well, let's see if Freddie can even stop a puck because the second half of that season didn't look very good, lads. Um, no. I mean, yeah, great. Everyone get excited years. about your, your 18, 19-year-old rookie before he even plays a game, sure. Um, yeah, Cody Cece. I don't know if you want to be talking about <laughs> prospects who haven't played an NHL game before. You t- yeah, non-stop s- talked about Cole Caulfield every episode. Oh, yeah. I'm just pointing this right. out. I'm just pointing <laughs> uh-huh. this out. Oh, I'm just pointing so this out. Always oh, a top six forward already. Oh, I never made this claim. Forward. You're talking. You're talking about the Leafs Twitter that thinks William Nylander should be traded. Oh my God. Yeah. You want to talk I also, about? Look, I love Nick Robertson, but if he wasn't on the roster, I wouldn't have minded. Oh, the, the hype around him has been has been real, ladies and gentlemen. Um, but 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 seriously, um, validity, yeah, fluidity of lines. Um, Mikheyev, this is a guy, a player that, if anything, I think he could be a real like dark horse Wait, to have a I real get, what? Do I get to give my analysis? Or? Yeah, I was about to throw it over to you if you would let me finish, Alex. No. So what I was about to say was. This is a guy I think could be a real dark horse and have a really good run here. And I was going to say, Alex, how do you feel about that or something Look, like Mike. that? But you just want to steamroll Look what you did, me. Mike. Look what you so, did, Mike. Let's remember, this was you. I, let's yeah. remember, this was I all Mike's doing. This was all Mike's doing. Okay. You going to make a joke about typewriters and William Nylander again? Go ahead. Mike, <laughs> look what you did. Look what you did. I told, I, I told tell you me, you were Tell me about war. how the Leafs don't deserve to stay at hotel on all this crap. I never said that. Now you're just putting words <laughs> in Leafs, my mouth. Leafs that Twitter. Was, I was trying was to just... be calm and be all cool collective. I watched a damn Sportsnet show last night. Do you know what they talked about I in didn't Montreal know. Series? No, 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 no. You know what they talked awesome. about for Montreal Series? They talked about trading Nick Cousins and how that ruined Montreal's chances. 
not a word about Price. Not a word about Weber. Oh, I'll just the last twenty minutes of the show for the league. Okay, Adam, what do you think about the Montreal Canadiens? I'm, I'm, Please. I can't do this. No, 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 go ahead. You do, this. you do your leaf stuff here because I know I'm going to be the only one talking about the Habs. So I'm not. I, I talked. About, I clearly talked about the Habs. Okay. Adam, remember yeah. what I was telling you yesterday that the only good back checker on the Canadians was Philip Deneau, and then you're like, man, Lekkinen, Evans. Dale Weiss. Yep, because they Weiss. are. Man, you say this about Dale Weiss. The guy as a, like, man. Go he back sucks. To he, no, he doesn't. He has heart. He is the Dutch Gretzky for a reason, guys. What? Yeah. No. Oh, my God. That's, there's a nickname for it. Please don't get me involved. He's not actually Dutch. <laughs> but during the lockout, he's like, involved. No, but you say that. Like, Ask Alex. It became forever. Don't get me involved, please. <laughs> no, because me and Mike were joking about I'm like, I put as much – it was when I was like, yeah, you come on the show, whatever. I said I put as much effort into that as Nylander does back-checking. And he's like, uh-huh. hey, he's worked on it. So He has. He has. He's worked on it. He tries a little now. He goes more than one stride back into the zone now. I'm so happy for him. I remember when, when – when, when, uh, I remember there was a little scuffle behind the net between Matthews and Weber, and Weber got oh. – Austin's helmet off, and then Austin just starts shoving him in the face and starts just bitching Weber. And I'm like, that's that's a good, that's a good sign. Man, I remember one time JT Miller in the playoffs tried to fight Weber, and my god, it was bad. Like I would not mess with Shane White. He is just okay. But let's let's turn it back here. Um, Your analysis. Let's hear. What are you excited about for the Habs now that we got the the, the hostility out of the way? No, no. I want I want I want to let I will. But first, Alex, seriously. Um, We'll oh, that's true. Back. Yeah, yes. Um, like Mikheyev is that? Like, I think it's fair that he's one of the players to really keep an eye on, eh? I think there's a couple players to keep an eye on. Uh, one is absolutely Ilya Mikheyev. Great, uh, great guy. Like, I, I think whether he's on the Matthews or the Tavares line, because I think you know, I know they've looked at playing Hyman with. Uh, Nylander and Matthews and you know they might end up going with that like that was the year one that was all their rookie years and they played I thought that was one of Matthews best best years maybe besides this year um, either way that guy is going to look phenomenal or hopefully uh, Nick Robertson's another guy just to look out for I don't know necessarily how much he's going to play I think I said last time I don't expect him to play against Columbus but you never know at this point. Dennis Malkin might, uh, might, <laughs> might. I really don't think. Spot. I really don't think he's gonna play at all. Dennis Malkin. No, he's not gonna. He's just there for the injury for injury reasons. Just in it, case. If, I forget he's a leaf. That's how forgettable Dennis Malkin is. If someone gets injured, Nick Robertson is a hundred percent playing. Um, but I, I don't know if. Like I'm just looking like who they have that can can slot in. Like if you're not putting Robertson in, it's either Patan or Morgan because Janssen's still injured, mm-hmm. right? So you got to slot someone in there uh, for him. So it'll be interesting to see uh, what they do. But I think the biggest thing I want to see the most of is what the hell they're going to do with that defense because yeah Riley and I know they've been trying Riley and Barry uh Muzzin and Hall is a pairing so that's great you got one they're, they're actually not bad defensively so oh no I, I'm perfectly fine like I'm very happy with that they're kind of like that shutdown pairing 
Uh, I think last year it was Muzzin and Zaitsev. God. Um, and now you're kind of stuck with, okay, you got Dermot, Cece, and Rasmus Sandin, and those are the guys who are going to f- kind of fill out the rest of the roster. I-, I really think Rasmus Sandin should play. But he's not because they got, if they're paying Cece 4.5 million, they're still going to play him. They're I not going to sit him. I know, Why man, not? Why the can't you not, him? They're not going to sit him. They, ha- they haven't done it all year. He's played. If he wasn't injured, but, which sucks. I know they can. Uh, they should. No, uh, I would see, sit him for Sandy. See, I would sit him for Sandy. For see, sure. I, I don't think we've seen – the issue is I don't think we've seen a full Leafs defense core because what happened was they sent Sandine down, and I think that was perfectly fine at the beginning of the year. You know, he played those nine games, and then he kind of looked roughed up. And I'm like, okay, man, go play 30, 30 35 minutes uh, with Lily Green and the Marlies. And then – We'll see what he's like. And when he came back up, and uh, he was, I, I thought he was a, a much better player. And I think he should definitely get the shout over Sand uh, over Cece. And then it comes to be like, okay, who's playing on the right side, Dermot or Sandine? And I really think they should try Dermot on the right side because next mm-hmm. year you're gonna have to try R- Dermot with Riley, and Riley's not playing on the right side. No, or you or you trade someone. You don't have the organize like you have the depth on the left side, but you don't have the depth on the right side. That's where Kapanen and Janssen are going to be the offseason, I believe. Traded. You think yeah. both of them? No, but, I think one of them. I think Janssen. But I think if Dermot, I, I have a feeling Dermot might be part of that deal because I think Sandine is NHL ready, especially by the beginning of next year. And then the question is, is Lilligren ready? No. So here, you don't think by I... next year Lilligren's going to be ready? I think oh, should... he didn't look good this year. So give him a shot. Be, I think yeah. they'll give him another shot, but like he's uh, he still has some serious developing to do, I think. Right. Like, yeah, you know what? He didn't look like he, like he just he – he, he had some – he did struggle, I think, this year in – NHL and obviously right now he's not he's not part of the roster. You have Matt Hollowell instead. No, no, he is. There, he but, is. He is. Oh, he the is. Fi- the final roster. He's part of it. Oh, okay. I, it well, was an injury. It was an not, injury. And yeah, he's not going to play. But like, COVID, no. Yeah, but I mean, he still. I still think he, he still needs some seasoning. I hate to say it, but yeah. Uh, just quickly before we, well, I guess two more things. Uh, there's nothing wrong with Anderson. I don't know what mumbo jumbo. Hottestleaftakes.com bloggers are writing about this. I hate that that thing, anyways. It's it's pro, it's training camp. Leave Imagine not making saves in training camp and make. Sorry, leave like, that's gonna yeah, translate. Like, leave him alone. Leave the guy alone. He deals with enough garbage. You see who's playing in front of him on defense? Cody Cece. Okay, Marin Marincin. Leave the guy alone. Um, one guy who was left off the list. Igor Korshkov went back to uh, he signed the KHL earlier. He signed in the KHL for uh, Locomotive, and I'd imagine that's because no one has any idea what's going on with the AHL. My buddy, my buddy Fedor, he was telling me that honestly, there's a big chance that they don't even have the A next year. I wouldn't be surprised. Like he's supposed to play for Iowa next year. He's like, dude, I don't know if it's gonna happen. I wouldn't be surprised. Like they, we're ta- we talked about the CHL, and you know we talked about the CFL. 
the AHL is in the exact same position. There is how heavy it's all gate money. Yeah, like the Marlies that are on TV once in a blue moon. I've never but seen really an AHL game sure. before on TV. I've seen like I've seen them on, but like very little. I remember, yeah. uh, if it's this, not the Marlies, I don't see anybody else. Right yeah, back in the always... day, I remember the score always showed the Toronto Roadrunners. Wow, the Roadrunners? Yeah, the Road that was the affiliate for the Oilers because that was when it was uh, the St. John's Maple Leafs. Of course. Oh, yeah. Of course, Edmonton had a team in Toronto. Um, you guys were talking. I wanted to try and rewind to Travis Dermott. Yeah. Because is there any sort of way? that he plays well enough that he isn't ending up in a deal with Janssen and that. Yes. For cap relief. And what does he have to do? Play on the right side. Keep a right. Play on the right side and not give it away. And <laughs> Honestly, dude, but another thing that you got to account with when it comes to Dermot is that he's one of the few players that plays with a spark. Yeah. Like, he, like he's not will, he's willing to stick up for himself. He's willing to stick up for teammates. Like, he's, he's, got, he's got more heart than a lot of the other players on the team. Whereas if someone gets nailed, Dermot's going to jump in there. Kyle Clifford's going to jump in there. But you're like, on the rest of the D4, you're not going to see Sandman. You're not going to see CeCe. You're not going to see Riley. Like those guys are, maybe Riley. But you're not going to see like those guys jump in there Muzzin. when you need to. You say like, Muzzin? Well, Muzzin as well. Sorry, yeah, I completely forgot. Especially when Muzzin murdered Tory Krug. But like the rest, like you're not going to see, like Dermot, He's gonna finish his checks. Right. He's gonna, and that's what you need in the playoffs, especially a team that just got Josh Anderson back. Oh, is Josh Anderson playing? He's officially back, man. Oh, shoot, that's yeah, be loads of fun. So I think I think he can play well. I think, I mean, the I don't think the organization has done anything less than believe in him the entire time he's been here, from when we drafted him to the two years it took him to get here. I think we've, I think the organization has believed in him from day one. And I don't think they're ready to give up on him. But if there is a deal there, and it just it happens to work out because it's a sweetener, you can get a good defenseman while pairing him with um, with Janssen, offset the salary, and and make it work. Then I think they're gonna go with that because then you can fill in there with Sandine. Um, CC is gonna be gone, so you're gonna have to rely on a guy like Lilligren or whoever you end up trading for to come. But yeah, I don't think no one's expendable. Other than the top, the, other than the forty million dollar players, and Mobamba Riley, and Freddie, true, and Freddie, and, and Freddie, Freddie, because there's no one else. <laughs> yeah, Campbell, he's decent. Not Freddie. He's not. He's not Freddie, and he's also like, oh man, at least he's better than. Ugh. Don't bring him up. <laughs> don't. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't say his name. Then we'll we'll look at the um, we'll look at the other side of this little exhibition here. We'll okay. look at. I'm, I'm intrigued to hear this actually. Hmm. I'm intrigued to hear about your your Habs breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's weird that uh, the biggest name I think is really to keep an eye on is Yesberry Kotkinemi. Um, yeah. Oh my because, god! Uh, You'd marry that guy if you could. Because no, in all seriousness, he's he's a tall guy, right? And the big issues for him were his skating. Like, he was falling down. It was kind of like, almost like he was a raptor skating on his hinds. It was really weird. 
That um, is such an interesting analogy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard that one. That's a good one, actually. Yeah. I try. Um, once in a while, you know, if you're, you're bound to hit a strike eventually. Um, but the reason it's interesting to keep an eye on him is a lot was made, and I was one of these people, that he put on a lot of weight coming into this season. But now he's actually filled out. Like, you can, he's not – He's not the – I think I said this last episode. He's not the sweet baby eagle people call him. He's not that anymore. What the hell are you com- – how the hell are you coming up with these? Uh, raptor on his hind legs, sweet baby eagle. Okay, so raptor on his hind legs I did come up with. Sweet baby eagle is a nickname from a podcast called Happy, Happy Hour. They call him a sweet baby eagle because he's an adorable, sweet little, sweet little boy. And um, he's worked on his shot. Like, there was a time when they worked on him on the power play, and the guy has a one-timer. So he's worked on yeah, that. Yeah, no, he's a good player. And everyone forgets. Like, he, his season, like, I did an analysis on when he got sent down on my YouTube channel. The guy was just riddled with injuries. So now he's really filled out as a person. He's worked on his – murdered by Zidorov. Yeah, I, I, was, I was at that game, and, boy, it was tough. Um, no way. Yeah, I, I was I was at it, and it was I was so excited. I was wearing a Kakinemi jersey that night, and I was like, "Oh, oh no!" Um, was that was that in Montreal? It was in Montreal. Yes. You must have been like, "No!" I was. I don't. I think I curled up into my seat and didn't say anything for the rest of the time. <laughs> it was bad. I was also. I was at the game when Chara gave Dino a concussion from a shot. I do remember you mentioned that. Yeah, that was uh, that was scary. I had a bunch of Boston fans next to me. And I was like, I gave them the speed of the shot in kilometers, and they were like, what's that? I'm like, getting tough. But anyway, like the thing with Yesberry is they're playing him with Druin. And the way it seems to be lining up with Suzuki playing with Lekkanen and um, the Dino line being the Dino line is that they're kind of giving the Druin-Yesberry line, if that is what they go with, the chance to be an offensive punch. And also, what, what's, Yesberry is finally at the point where he's fed up with Montreal media. So he's finally turned into a real hab. So I really think he's a guy to keep an eye on. What about Domi? See, this is what's weird with Domi is he's a little behind. Like he's been playing on the fourth line because remember, he got late to camp. Right. Um, And it it seems to be that if he's getting into a spot, it might have to be a win. Like that's going to, it might change where we're going. But right now, here's what's interesting. Suzuki, if he performs in what time they have to against the Penguins, if he performs how he did at, you know, his highest points of the season, and Jesperi Kinemi comes out and really shows that he had, you know, has a great performance and turns into the player we're all hoping he is, and you're not trading Phil Deneau, mm-hmm. then all of a sudden Max Domi is your odd man out. And you can get an actual left-handed defenseman. And then, yeah, there's the, then there's the look of the trade. But that's what I'm really looking for is Jesperi Kinemi and – Man, can Jeff Petrie t- turn down the turnovers? Because Mike sent me um, a thing that he had the most turnovers this year. I was pretty upset about that. But All defensemen in the NHL. Really? Yeah. More than Carlson. More, more than, than Cody Ceci. Wow. More yeah. than Brent Burns. More than Carlson. Nikita Zaitsev. Thank God he puts up. Points. Good Lord. Oh, you know what? I actually want to find it for you and give you the top five while mm-hmm. we're here. Okay. Because I-, I found it very intriguing. I sent it to Adam. I was like, dude, he's got to get it together. So also, you, you talk about Dermot having to play the right side. Um, yeah. Montreal's third right-handed slot, because obviously you have Weber Sherratt, which at yeah. first you're like, what? But 
Sherratt's really good. This it's weird. You have Petrie will probably play with Mete, and then there's this weird thing of what the third pairing will be. Um, to me, Lock. you do Brett Kulak. Oh, so do you have it up, Mike? Yeah, I got, I got it here. All right. Do you want to list that quickly? All right, I'll, I'll list it down quickly from the top twenty. I'll just mm-hmm. make it quick because it's funny. Number twenty, Issa Lindell. Number nineteen, Noah Hannafin. Eighteen, Truba. Seventeen, Big Ronnie. Ronnie Ainsley. Yeah. Sixteen, oh, Mobamba Riley. Fifteen, Eric Carlson. Fourteen, PK. That low. Thirteen, Duncan. Duncan Keith. Twelve, TJ Brody. Eleven, Muzzy. Ten, Klingberg. Top ten now. Number nine, Chris Letang. Number ten or number eight, Ivan Provorov. Number seven, John Carlson. Number six, Drew Doughty. Yeah. Number five, Mike Matheson. Number four, Aaron Ekblad. Number three, Keith Yandel. Jesus Christ, that's three Panthers in a row. (laughs) Holy. And they're steady. It's like Matheson, 281. Aaron Ekblad, 295. Um, uh, Yandel, 305 for giveaways. Steady garbage. Number two is not not a surprise. Brent Burns. And then Mm -hmm. obviously number one is Jeff Petrie with 319 giveaways. Okay, so – uh, thank God, Petrie, as I said, thank God he puts up points. Burns, I get. Ekblad and Yandel, I get. Matheson? Well, I, I just, he's there. He must be their top. He must be playing with Ekblad. I think he had top minutes. He yeah. must be playing with Ekblad because they have no other left-handed defenseman. Right. Remember, they were supposed to get a left-handed defenseman for Vincent Trocek. Instead, they got, they got and what pennies. Happened? Instead, they just right. got pennies. Um. Bunch of quantity over quality yeah. pieces there. Right. All right. Uh, just, I'd like to go back to Montreal for yeah. a second. Yeah. Um, the story is Montreal's bottom beer. And to me, you go Brett Kulak, and beside my love for him. And the guy that, yeah, he had some rough games as a rookie, but you talk about finishing. This guy had a wicked hit on Lucic, and he really is a throwback defenseman. I don't know how you don't get Kale Fleury into the lineup. The fact that there's talk that Christian Fallen can get in before him is ridiculous. And this player will not play, but also who's going to back up Carey Price? Um, and Keith why Kincaid. It, Charlie Lindgren. Kincaid wasn't invited to... Um, <laughs> nice. Kincaid nice. wasn't invited to camp. Good, good, good. It was McNiven, Lindgren, and Primo. And Lindgren. by the way, I'm full Primo. Yeah, why not? Play. Him or Why McNiven, because McNiven just hasn't been able to play any. I said, Alex, I sent you McNiven's hockey DB for this year. It's yeah, just been yeah. all over the AHL and ECHL because the Habs don't have an ECHL team to send him to. Yes, so he's yes, just been, yes. But when he plays, he's great. Yeah, why not? But it doesn't matter because he won't play. And obviously against the Leafs, you hope Price puts in a good performance. But uh, those are the big things. Who, for me who were the other options for lefty? Like I know other than Kulak for that third pairing. Uh, Noah, well, he's right-handed, but you'd like to try and get him in. Is Noah Julson, who's a really good story, and then yeah. another lefty is Xavier Ouellette, who uh, confirmed that he had COVID. Same with Kulak. Um, when it comes, he's like to, another forward. So. When when it comes to Julson, Julson, do you think like? Because I know the issues he's had in the past has has had to do with concussions, right? 
Headaches, yeah, concussions, right. headaches, yeah. Right. Same with, like, Stephen Jones. Do you think they're going to, like, yes, if they have to, they have to, but risk it with him this well, playoff? He, he he did get some Laval games in, so, like, the health was turning around. Um, I, I think it's unlikely that he does play because uh, in front of him in their charts, you can clearly see he's fallen and Fleury are both ahead of him to play on the right. I would love to see him get the chance, but then the, I think the concern with Montreal is putting him – and because of the situation the Habs are in, you have to balance getting your young guys in and putting a lineup together that's going to – you go to Price and Weber and say, we're trying to win here because mm-hmm. you kind of have to do that. Right. Um, I, I would – Juleson has missed so much key development time. But what people forget is he was playing NHL. He was next to Kara Alsner yeah. at one point. And then it just went all downhill for him. So it doesn't and look likely he'll play, but I hope he does. Last thing for me. Mm-hmm. So you got rid of um, – well, you traded Nick Cousins and – why isn't the name coming to me? Scandella, Cousins, um, well, I was more I was more worried about the forwards, the bottom six. Yeah, Kovalchuk and what was the other guy? Um, Tom, Thompson. Thompson, Thompson, Cousins, Kovalchuk. So I guess we kind like, what's the rest of the, the team? Like, how do they how do they fill out that bottom six? Because we know how that top six looks, but how you fill out that bottom six? Um. Well, the one thing that sucks is um, Montreal have at the top of my head it's four players who have played more than forty playoff games. You can probably name two of them right now: Carey Price, Shea Weber. One of them is escaping me, and one of them is Dale Weiss. Jeff Petrie? No, Jeff Petrie's only played like 16. You've read he was an oiler before he was a hat. Uh, not, I, I want to say Thomas Tatar, but I don't think that's right. Jonathan he has Drew. not either. No, no right? not Jonathan Drew. Two and a... Not um, Gallagher isn't up there. I think he's close, though. Um, but it, it's not a lot. So then... That's why Weiss might have a leg up is because he's played in them. And in, I say the, I'll say it again, 2014, the guy drove Milan Lucic, who was actually good back then, to like the edge of it's like It's his type of game, those greasy goals yeah. getting in front, right? So he'll get in there. Um, you, Jordan Wheel has a spot in the bottom six um, because he's right-handed, and Montreal don't have a lot of that. That's the only reason he's on the power play is because Claude Julien wants a right-handed force there. Um, Jake Evans, Jake Evans, you know, I love him, Jake Evans. And then, um, another option they've been looking at, he's, he's an AHL, but it's been Laurent Dauphin, who isn't anything to talk about, but like, if it's a fourth line, it's going to be wheel. It might have to be Max Domi or you put, um, Byron or wheel down, sorry, Byron or Lekanen down, depending on how you end up shaping that you know, caught Kinyemi drew in line. We don't know quite yet, but yeah. like there, there are guys there. Yeah. The, but the argument is, are they better than Thompson? Right. There's one name that you haven't brought up at all. And I don't know if I'm just assuming he's in the lineup or you don't have him in the lineup. And it's mm-hmm. Ryan, it's Ryan Paling. He has not been part of the full lineup the entire time. Wow. He they he has very much fallen from grace. They need him for debut. those Leafs games, though. Yeah, they need him for those Leafs games. He might get in. I mean, he's just the what you so with Jesper Kotkiniemi when he got sent down, yeah. didn't have a lot of goals, but he was dominating. And he was point per game mm-hmm. when they sent him to the Rocket. 
When Ryan Paling was sent down, you'd expect he would dominate. He sucked. He was not good. Mm -hmm. I remember reading that. He sucked. Yeah, if you can't perform there and that you only have that one. See, that game against Toronto was the worst thing for his career. I was at the game, so I loved it. But he doesn't really have a spot. He's not part of the future either. I think at this point. Wow, that that's that's a sharp Damn. turn. That that's Damn. a really sharp turn because and and I've agreed with you at the beginning of the season too, and that when we were talking, like this guy was fine. He's not going to be, um, he's not going to be a top six player. But I think the argument was made, and we both agreed on it, that he can be a middle six guy, someone like. Um, and I, I, I'd argue someone like Kapanen in that I, I don't know if Kapanen's really a top six player, but if you put him there, he can succeed. Okay, so Adam, yeah. what is the bigger fall from grace? Ryan Paling or Michael McCarron? <laughs> oh, that's a, that's a, well, McCarron just never got started to begin with. He just never got it going. Paling, again, that, that hat trick game, and then the word that he was a central part of a deal to try and bring in Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Just <laughs> the high hopes that they had for Paling has just – I think it's much worse. McCarron, there was just nothing there. If you want to see, like, Nikita Sherback, I might say oh, Sherback. Or Jared Tenardi or more Jacob De La Rose and all these first-round picks. Um, anything else you guys like to know about the Habs? Um, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Daniel, anything else? Um, I'm still on the Philip Deneau Selkie consideration so uh, conversation. I love him. I love him. Uh, Mike, anything you'd like to ask? Not really. I'm good. All right, lads. Um, well, again, Mike, uh, thank you for coming on as always. It's always a good time. Um, Mike pointed out to us that we're almost at 100 episodes. Yeah. I don't know when um, that's going to be, but we're going to get there. It's, it's coming up. Mike did say that you that you'd come on for that episode. We'll do something special for it. We have um, to do something special for the ten minute presentation of who gets the first overall pick. Oh, uh, we are live true. streaming. We're we are here. live. Wait, what? Oh um, man, I'm gonna be I'm gonna have to be on your boat for that. I don't have a TV here, so I'm gonna have to just like still, I don't have a cable here, so I'm gonna have to probably like stream it. So like now, you. now who doesn't have a team? Okay, well, unlike you, <laughs> unlike you, I, unlike you, I can find streams. Oh god! Yeah, fair Instead enough. of just sitting here waiting for you, I went back actually a couple days ago and I was watching us react to that. Oh my god! I've rewatched it so many times. That was so fun. <laughs> the the chaos. best part was the best part was Mike saying it's a play-in team. <sighs> like it's a play-in team, and then Alex is like, no. <laughs> Man, I knew they would do it. It's rigged. Still, There's a con- the conspiracy yeah. theory. It's rigged. We're still good to live stream that, eh? Like, even if it's I like, think so. Yeah. All right. Um, then look forward to that's August 10th. Yes, sir. Sweet. Yep. Um, and yeah. Um, Play-in starting soon. We don't exactly know what the episode layout's looking like because we're still waiting to see what Daniel's up to. Um, but yeah, Ball's thank you again, Mike, for coming on. I hope Ottawa was going well. Thank you. Um, I guess to end it here, uh, thank you to Voice Ed, as always, for being a great platform for the show. If you want to support the show in any sort of way, there's lots of ways that you can do so. Uh, check out the YouTube channel for a visual experience. Uh, it's so fun. Uh, check out the show's Instagram and Facebook yeah. to get the hockey discussion going. Check out all four of our social medias. They're in the link description below. I'm about to see, so I'm going to hold it off. 
Go check out my YouTube channel as well for all your Habs needs. Go watch other episodes. If you're on Spotify or something, subscribe, follow on iTunes, leave a five-star review that helps grow the show and leave a review. Tell us what you're most excited for. Excited. What's the, what series are you looking forward to the most? Is it, is it New York, Carolina? Because Dougie Hamilton may be out for a bit longer. So, Panthers and Islanders. Panthers Islanders. Who doesn't want to talk about Cal Clutterbaum? Arizona, Nashville. Craig Smith. Oh, my. Oh, I forgot about <laughs> that. Damn. I want to get started with that. Um, that's it. Okay.